Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. The show where not Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars is the subject. And joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And a new addition to Star Wars canon... Allegiance General Blyde himself. Oh, mate, the most recent one. <laughs> that is the newest one. You know, that name, they've listened in okay. to our podcast and they're like, hey, how can we incorporate the Luke Bly pun <laughs> into the Star Wars universe again to keep these guys going? That is beautiful. I like that the is idea beautiful. of JJ that... listening and thinking, we, 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 need to, we need to help these guys out a bit because I mentioned I'm getting low and JJ's come to my rescue there. Mate, absolutely. How are you, Matt? You all right, mate? Loving it, yeah. Been enjoying the three-day bank holiday weekend. Been, look- oh, been looking out over that one sun of Earth and dreaming about talking some Star Wars. But yeah, it's been a lovely bank holiday weekend. How about yourself? Oh, it's been absolutely gorgeous, mate. Believe it or not, in the space of four days, I had three barbecues. I do believe this. So, um, what, mate? Well, one was planned. The other two were completely spontaneous. So, it, it, pretty good. I'm pretty barbecued out now, but... That means one thing, mate. You know what that means? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching, but go on. I reckon it means I'm ready to shoot the Galactic Breeze. Yes, so with a faint whiff of meat coming off of him, let's talk some Star Wars. What's the word from the cantina? What's been happening in the galaxy? Well, first off, we received rumours recently, and I must stress the R word, rumours. We need to have a siren, I think, for the rumour word. That um, Apparently, we're going to be getting a Knights of the Old Republic movie trilogy series somewhat elena calagridis has been tapped up apparently to write treatments for kotor stories um she worked on avatar and martin scorsese's shutter island but again the story is based off a rumor from buzzfeed news kathleen kennedy mentioned at celebration that kotor was on the table amongst so many other things so i'm thinking this may just be you know the guys and girls over at buzzfeed have heard this thought hmm let's just spin it get some clicks get some uh, people get some traffic to the site and run it, but having Lena Calagridis' name attached to it is quite left field, and it's not a name you just pip, you sort of think, well, this will get the people in, which makes me think that there might be some semblance of truth to it. But we, sp- we spoke KOTOR before. I, g- I guess if, if they came out, I don't know where they're going to fit it in the schedule, but they came out and said KOTOR's coming up alongside Benioff and Weiss and wherever Ryan Johnson's going to be. What are you thinking about that? I think it's really cool. We we all know that Knights of the Old Republic is something they're looking at, um, looking at producing. We know that because Kathleen Kennedy said that Star Wars Celebration. She exactly. was really, really clear about it, um, unusually. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It does seem like a bit of a clickbaity title mm-hmm. um, or clickbaity news article. And I don't think we've heard it from anyone else. Right, no one else is jumping up in the air uh, uh, about this. No. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to get a Knights of the Old Republic film or trilogy or series. We, we're going to get it in some form. Um, it, hey, what if they're making a game, right? It, and and we're just taking 
out of context something. I mean, I, I might need to go uh, re-listen to Kathy's um, uh, message on that in in that interview. But yeah, I mean, you ne- never say never, right? No, if it is a game series, great, because I'm still yet to go actually play the KOTOR games. I know, heresy. But one day I will actually sit down and play them. But, well, I mean, we had yeah. we, we threw this out on Instagram. This is a, you know, a, this is what might happen. We had Andy Monza. He said, since this is an entire new uni- universe to craft, there's so much lore to build on, perhaps he would prefer a series over a trilogy. The, yeah. the underscore slafer. He's going to prefer a new story in the setting and preferably in the timeline of the first two games over the timeline of the MMO. And a friend of the show, underscore Pevy, Isaac, simply said, please, 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 a series. So two out of three want a series <laughs> Classic. here. Classic Isaac. Yeah, no, <laughs> fair play. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm thinking on the same lines as the guys who said series. I just feel like an Old Republic trilogy doesn't draw me in as much as a series. And, I, and I'm not entirely sure why yet. Well, the Old Republic yeah. feels like it should be massive and longer than maybe like six hours worth of film. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Old Republic to me seems just like so big on scale, mm-hmm. um, like kind of like what George Lucas was going for in the prequels. Um, but yeah, that's it's, it's always going to be hard to execute that. It's always going to be hard to execute any sort of Star Wars trilogy, especially a brand new story that's not really leaning on the Skywalker story yeah. or legacy. Um, it's always going to be hard, but hey, let's let's see. Yeah, and again, that's the big R word. It's only a rumor, but something which isn't a rumor. What's it? What's coming out soon or coming up soon? Oh, dude, mate, 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 mate. This Friday, <laughs> this Friday. 31st of May 2019 it's a big deal but it's not just a big deal for us Star Wars geeks no 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 it's a big deal for so much of the world who are into Disney and Star Wars that's because Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland California opens <laughs> it opens this Friday now we know that a few people and a few even a few Star Wars podcasts that I listen to some guys from that they have already been to galaxy's edge they've seen it they've done the millennium falcon ride they've shopped to the shops and so on and so forth however there is an embargo on all of that data all that information no photos were allowed to be taken or anything like that so i am i'm really really looking forward to um to to friday to see what galaxy's edge is going to look like i mean talking of what it looks like there was on Instagram, and, and I think on Twitter, but I saw on Instagram a huge team photo that was released. You saw that one, Matt? Oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe that. Is that the whole Disney park, or is that Galaxy's Edge? That's Galaxy's Edge. I mean, that's just... <laughs> yeah. It's just mind-boggling. Obviously, you've got to bear in mind they're not all going to be there at once. There's going to be people doing shift work and so on and so forth. But even so, like, that is... This is easily, easily the the biggest thing Disney's ever ever done uh, when it comes to its parks, and we know that we know that because it's the most expensive theme park expansion on on Disneyland or Disney World ever, ever. It's a, such a big deal, such a big deal. I can't wait to go. I kind of wish I lived over there just so I could be one of the cast members and like, immerse myself into the world and the lore. Because apparently. The guys who went there, because we know Steel Saunders went, we know a friend of the show, Jen Marie from Anakin and his Angel.com. She was there and she met um, 
Daniel Logan as well, which is pretty cool to see. But they, everybody so said cool. that everybody there was so immersed that like the the people who went were coming up with their own backstories for themselves to so they could converse with the people who work there. So they're basically having a sort of weird meta Star Wars life conversation in this Star role Wars playing. Yeah, role playing. Yeah, in Batu, the role playing. Everybody yeah. wants to go back to Batu. It looks amazing. <laughs> I, you know, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pitching to go there next year. Me too. I read somewhere, which made me, made me giggle somewhat. That like the huge team photo is pretty much going to be what Galaxy's Edge is going to be like. Just throwing a few more <laughs> baby strollers as well. But heck, it's going to be busy whenever you go. So, but it's Star Wars land, man. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not the most informed person on on the Disney stuff anyway, but. Isn't it the, the, the not everyone is going to be able to just walk in and out freely? Don't you get allocated a certain amount of time? Hours, so. time slots or something like that. And then the stormtroopers come in and, you know, ask you to leave, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's a four wow. hour time slot. I mean, how are they going to govern that? I don't know if they're going to have coloured armbands or if well, I have no idea how they're going to govern that many people into having time slots because you roam free, basically. You're not, you don't, it's not like you're directed, um, like you're in Ikea, you follow the arrows you're free roaming. So I don't know how they're going to do it. No, I have no clue. I have no clue. But uh, I don't know. One of our listeners, one of our Disney listeners, one of our Disney geeks, please let us know what the details on that are because we'd love to know just for our own reasons. Anyway, Matt, back to you, Geezer. What we got next? Oh, we've got Del Rey, Star Wars books, Del Rey. They've released names and details of the characters from Alphabet Squadron which is a new novel trilogy, we found out, set after the Battle of Endor, which tells the story of a team of ace pilots led by somebody you may have heard of, General Hera Sendula. Firstly, Alphabet Squadron. I wish it just been called Arabesh Squadron, but heck, uh, I'm, I don't work for Del Rey, and they know a lot more than me. But Del Rey says, what is Alphabet <laughs> Squad doing? Tracking down a mysterious lethal force of t- TIE fighters. Who told them they could do that? New Republic General Hera Sindula. She's kind of a big deal. And we have new characters in the shape of uh, Yreka Kel or Erika Kel, Kairos, Wallach, Nath Tenzent, and Chas Nachadik, which are just pure Star Wars names and the fact that I can't pronounce half I mean, of them. That is Star Wars name like generator. <laughs> 101, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that is... that's Google, Star Wars name generator. Ah, good. Chas Nachadik. But, um... <laughs> you, can, you can tell this is for stuff that's like outside of the films because the film names are so much more like easily Finn pronounced right you can just po. pronounce them yeah <laughs> yeah po, Kylo <laughs> Ren you know but yeah no I, I, I respect it I respect it yeah, it's cool I dig it you know I'm a big novel fan so I'm, look, I'm really really yeah. looking forward to this I've heard pretty good things about it but are you looking forward to me telling you what happens in this <laughs> mate you took the words straight <laughs> out of my mouth um yeah no of course i'm looking forward to hearing about it i love hearing about everything at canon you know it's great to keep up with everything yep so that comes out uh, i don't have the date on me but it comes out in june i believe or early uh, late june early july so i'm looking forward to that one so uh yeah at, or a best squadron yeah yeah it's a big deal it's a big deal now speaking of big deals well han solo Kind of a big deal, right? A big deal, like yourself, Han Solo. Yeah. Big deals. Yeah, absolutely. Oh well, not me. I don't <laughs> know about that. You always slip those in, Matt. You cheeky boy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we, big news here, guys. The Make Solo to Happen campaign was a big success. Obviously, our friends over at the Resistance Broadcast they did an amazing job at organising 
a campaign called Make Solo to Happen. Um, we were proud to partake in that. In fact, uh, the, the hashtag was trending in Twitter, top trending on Twitter in the UK, the USA and Australia and internationally, gaining support from Jonas Sotomo, John Kazdan, John Powell and Ron Howard, who, of course, directed Solo, a Star Wars story. So we asked all of you guys about it. And here are some of the responses we received. So we, we got Colossal DPM. He says, Solo was great and so was The Last Jedi. I really don't get people's hate on it. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Fair enough. Um, w, W, 1983, more, more, more. Wasn't the best of movies, but I want to see Darth Maul some more. <laughs> yes, mate. Spot on. I think that's probably one of my favourite comments uh, uh, regarding this is solo really does like like end on a cliffhanger doesn't it yeah, it does yeah it sets up yeah future story massive future stories yeah i i watched it only yesterday obviously it was a bank holiday here in the uk yeah. and we had a, we had a day off we had a real lazy day we got mcdonald's delivered on uber eats because you know we are pure yeah, that is proper lazy and, that um, is. <laughs> That is proper lazy. And li- literally, I live in the town centre. Like, I can walk to a McDonald's in probably three minutes. <laughs> You're not selling this, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Enough enough about my uh, my guilty conscience. <laughs> Kelly Hostum, one of our regular listeners, Ooh. shout out, Kelly, um, says, Oldham, Donald, Amelia, Ray Park, please, 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 please. So, more Han Solo for Kelly. Um Diago Sarabayam Solo was completely meh movie. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not bad. <laughs> completely unremarkable. Totally forgettable. Personally, I do. I, I disagree. But I can under. I can somewhat understand the thought process because it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. and it's definitely not. It's it's not the worst. It's definitely not my favorite. It's in the middle. I think it's a, a yeah. Upper for, middle for sure. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I totally agree. And, and then with, with a few um, similar expressions, we got Manny Scribbles saying pass. <laughs> Just straight up, pass. pass no, yeah. Okay, well, it's not for Manny. It's not for Manny. Fair enough. And then Zeke or Zeke or Zeke um, said solo sucked. Well, thank you, Zeke. Nice. <laughs> thank, good comment, mate. Uh, <laughs> How about this up. one? Everyone, everyone is... is um, is is entitled to their own opinion, right? Now, in the show notes, right, we have we have a sh- we have a guy called Morton Morton Dahl, okay, and he goes, I don't write I didn't write this show notes, okay, guys, but Matt has written went on a rant about how the Last Jedi ruined Star Wars. Not entirely sure why. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Is, is that you or is that? You wrote that. That's not actually what he wrote. No, yeah, there was... Um, <laughs> Talking uh, about himself in, like, third yeah, person. Yeah, no? Matt, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Morton, he uh, obviously didn't like The Last Jedi, which, again, is fair enough. Um, and obviously just dropped yeah, into the fair. Make Solo 2 Happen uh, post just to let everybody know that The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars and then kind of went on a very long paragraph, including things like hyperspace and fuel and chases and... Um, stuff which didn't actually correspond to what happened in the film, but I'm not entirely sure why. And again, if you're listening, Morton, absolutely respect your opinion. <laughs> Hang on, Morton, Morton, you absolute legend. I've got this. I've got this comment up at the moment. I couldn't help myself. Go for it. Let's do it. 
This is great. This is great. Okay, listeners. Um, Morton, let's see what you've got, got to say, mate. The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars. You want another space battle. Don't bother. Just ram the ships into <laughs> the others. Make so much happen. The, um, the, lo- the Last Jedi was... He's <laughs> off <laughs> The Last Jedi was a high-speed chase in space, and that's idiotic when they got hyperspeed. <laughs> but they explain it. But they, they couldn't go into hyperspeed because they Mil- milit- kill themselves because milit- they doing it. Military tactics was so S-word, they would lose World War One with 29... What?! They would lose World War One with 2019 war machines. They probably would do. Be- oh, right. The tactics were so... Right, so the resistance would... Okay, right. So that's not true, is it? You know. Okay, let me start that again. Military tactics was so expert. They would lose World War One with 2019 war machines. You know. The list of stupid S-word in this movie <laughs> is so long, I can't bother to write it all. <laughs> he just started. He can't defend the S-word going on in this movie. Yeah. Well, well for starting, though, I mean, we... And I got two likes. I got two likes by some people, random people, but fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? And and The Last Jedi, I think, was... It's not a perfect film. And, and we, we're digress, digressing a little bit. And I'm not going to sit here and defend As it or whatever. Because it doesn't... Yeah, exactly. Because I don't need to defend The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is a great film. And we talk about that in our other podcasts. If you don't like it, that's that's fine. I know people that don't like the yellow uh, colour yellow. Hmm. But I love the colour yellow. It's sick. I have a yellow chair in my, in my lounge. Dude, I've got right? yellow socks on right now. Oh, there we go. It was meant, uh, perfect analogy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, Morton, mate, so militant. We don't swear on our Instagram, mate. Come on, get over it. Yeah. I'm joking. Comment, comment more. We're, we're, we're only kidding. Like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but, you know, keep it at least, keep your argument on the same on the post film. At least I'm not on this same subject. But for the but for the sake of obviously neutrality, because that's what we are. We don't want to. We we don't lean one side or the other here. That's your opinion, man, and we respect it. I mean, I, a lot of the arguments you brought up were actually answered in, in the film. Um, but that's your opinion. If you didn't like the film, that's fine. I've you know, I, there's lots of films I don't like, which people do. And but you know, as long as you've got a reason why you don't like it, which you seem to, then yeah, more power to you. Sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. There we go. That that kind of wraps up that social bit. But um, yeah. I, I, sorry, mate. I know you probably want to be skim over that, but I couldn't. No, help no, myself. absolutely not. It was in, I wasn't I sure help, why it came up, myself. but it, like, it is something that which happens quite a lot in in. I'm noticing more with anything we post and others post. We do. We, there are certain things that come up which aren't necessarily related to what we are necessarily talking about. But again, that that's fine as long as there's some sort of constructive constructive argument to that yeah so, fair enough i'd rather i'd rather hear it than like hear nothing right yeah i'm just gonna sit here now for the next half an hour and say well i didn't like the shape of water i know it's you know it's digressively <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're here for but no no yeah let's hear it yeah fish um but of course of course the big news wasn't make solo to happen or morton that was massive news the big news of the week was a vanity fair article on the rise of skywalker the rise of blywalker and it's vanity fair's legendary and ubiquitous behind-the-scenes looks of the Star Wars movies, they're must-see for me. They're almost like event pieces. And they provide such awesome 
uh, an exciting looks at the movie ahead. And this was no different. It dropped on May the 22nd, so about a week ago since recording this. We've had we've had time now to marinate and let it all settle in now. All the photos are done, of course, by the legendary Annie Leibovitz. Yeah. Luke Bly is, a, is the best damn photographer this side of Coruscant. Uh, so I, how much do you follow Annie's work? Just on, This is digressing somewhat, but she's such a big photographer. Yeah, man. Annie, Annie Leibovitz, you know, is probably one of the most famous photographers that's that's ever lived, right? We're talking about a craft and an art that has only properly been around like 100 or so yeah. years. You know, photography has been, been around a little longer than that, but we're, we're talking about where everyone can kind of have access to it and so on, you know, about 100 years. And her work is is phenomenal. You know, she's photographed everyone and almost everything from queen elizabeth herself yeah, right to the star wars films that, that, are, that are coming out right now um and annie always has a way and i'm envious of it she always has a way of setting a scene and she can if you describe something to her i'm sure she she can just convey a scheme and use the landscape around her use the coloring all natural all natural stuff mm-hmm. right and she makes it just look right, okay? And that's all, it's all like down to perception at the end of the day and opinion, but honestly, there's a reason she is where she is. She's phenomenal. She really is phenomenal. I mean, if you want a great um, example of Annie's work, I have really love a photo of Queen Elizabeth and, and she's like, I think she's a horseback or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's like these deep, dark clouds in the background and there's a lake. It, it just looks like England, right? It, it, you look at it and you go, yeah, that is the English yes, monarchy. It just England, makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, it's, it's, she's very clever like this. And and this is certainly, certainly an example of, of some of Annie's m- most brilliant, brilliant work. Because you look at these photos, they're phenomenal. They're, they're really phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that as a Star Wars fan. I'm not just saying this as a Star Wars fan. And I think I prefer these to The Force Awakens and Last Jedi shots. That's interesting. They, I think they give away a bit more. Not give away the story, but they're, I, I think they, they... There's a lot in them. There's more there to them. There's a lot in them. And I thought, yeah. I, I thought it would be um, pertinent for Luke to mention Annie Leibovitz, because I mentioned Luke is a fabulous photographer himself, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him doing too these kind, shots mate. one day. But, um, yeah, nah, just, too kind, man. It's always good to get the experts, uh, give some insight onto the craftsmanship, because every photo tells a story, but you need to be able to... You need to have the you know, the know-how to tell that story. So, yeah, keep keep pumping them out, Annie, and, you know, Luke will be joining you yeah. soon. But it wasn't just a photograph, so we'll quickly dive into the article because it was quite a long article with it as well. I'd expected it to yeah. be, you know, quite short and all about the pictures. But I was reading it on my phone at work. Did I say work? I mean at home. And I spent ages, like my <laughs> finger was numb by the end of it, going up the screen, there's so much. But there was an awful lot from the from the article. Yeah, there was. There was tons. I think something we can definitely take away from this is that Leia is going to have a decent amount of screen time, shockingly, Mm -hmm. right? Well, I I think that was one of the things that I was kind of like convinced wasn't going to happen. I was kind of thinking she might have been killed off at the start of the film or, you know, they might give her a bit of screen time and then for whatever reason, they write in a reason why she's not in the rest of the film, something like that. But supposedly, the way they're talking, Leia's going to have a decent amount of screen time, including scenes with her actual daughter, Billy Lord, who, of course, plays Lieutenant Connix in the the, the films, in in the sequel trilogy. So... 
I don't know, like that. That's crazy. I, I don't. I mean, that's some clever writing, right? I'm just really confused at how that can JJ happen. JJ himself said that he's a, he never, ever thought they'd really be able to do it quite well. And he's not going to come out now and say, you know what, actually, it's terrible, but it's what we have. But he seems to be generally infused by what he's actually managed to do, writing scenes around the additional footage. No, sorry, the, uh, the Force Awakens footage that they're using. And um, yeah. apparently they must have had an awful lot of it because, yeah, she's getting quite a lot of screen time. And there's already going to be a lot of people who are who are going to uh, get the old Kleenex out at the at Carrie Fisher's last on-screen appearance. But obviously having her, Arena, her daughter, Billy Lord, share scenes of her, you know, t- you know, touching and cuddling or whatever they're doing, it's going to be quite yeah. emotional, I think. And a lot of people also are speculating that uh, General Leia, to us, she's royalty, is going to actually, you know, see the movie out yeah. and see the trilogy out. So how, again, that yeah. raises questions well, I... to me of how they're going to write the character out of the overall universe because it princess leia can't be written out in a novel or a comic but i i'm just excited to see what they do and yeah it's great to hear that billy lord stepped up and said actually no i want to be in these scenes with with my mother so i think that's pretty cool yeah it's a really hard one i'm 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 struggling with this information a little bit to kind of compose i put it this way i'm super glad we've had like a few days to process yeah. this and not just like jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> and, and just put something out there ASAP. I'm I'm really pleased that we've we've just taken the time to really process this. Because yeah, I, I can't help but feel that she's gonna be playing a pivotal role. That that again, that all comes down to perception. Maybe she we we know she's probably going to be in the start of the film, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not, do you know what? I'm not so sure either. So I'm, I'm going to leave that one. But yeah, I think. Excuse me, we're yet to come back to that um, topic. I'm thinking that that's that's an entire episode's worth of how are they going to yeah, deal with General yeah, Leia yeah, in yeah. the rise of Skywalker. It's a hard one, mate. It re- um, it's a really hard one because I'm still with, like with the other points and stuff. I'm I I have more of a. Uh, thought process behind it and so on right and so on and so forth right now i'm, I'm not sure i do with this one no, i say well you've heard it here first in the next within the next upcoming months we are going to have a layer centric episode regarding the rise of skull because <laughs> there's so much to go on like you say it's you could make you touch on things now but then you think actually this would you could expand on this exactly. for a 15 20 minute conversation about the emotional side of it and the weight of things but something which is slightly less of a surprise because jj really pushed for this in the force awakens He's going for a real feeling, less CGI, less green screen, more practical effects and locations. And as a film yeah. fan and a film lover, bring it on. I love, listen, I love CGI and green screen. I love getting immersed in it as long as it looks good. But I can't, I don't get taken out of the world when I can sort of see that that, that grass is tangible. It's there or the mountains and the sky is real. I'd, like Luke's, Luke's desperate to see Felucia and so do I. As long as I can do it properly. But sometimes just seeing grass and sea and, and mountains just keeps me in universe so much. So I'm pleased that he's going for that. Yeah, I'm I'm pleased too, man. Like I think again, that's that's really good signs that this is gonna be mostly practical. I love, I love, 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 love how practical the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and the spin-offs have been so far. Um again, uh I, I watched Solo yesterday and there's so much practical effects in that. There's some CG, but there's a lot of practical. Yeah, yeah. And um Oh, it's so good. The storytelling and whatnot is is just superb. There, there really is. I can't think of many films like Star Wars that are so fantasy centric and so like out there and different that 
have effects that look as good as Star Wars. Like when they've I, got I ILM behind many you, other yeah. Franchises. Yeah, Industrial Light Magic, honestly, absolutely killing it. Yeah. So yeah, that this this is phenomenal news. Phenomenal news. Some more great news that JJ himself has confirmed that the rise of Skywalker will tie all nine movies together. Yes. Mmm, what does that mean? No, because originally I... he hadn't confirmed that. People were just running with it, but he finally confirmed it. Yeah. Yeah, and and we, we he said it. Kathleen Kennedy has said it, and it, it's just that extra confirmation. It feels really good. It's really nice and reassuring. Um, the way I think he's going to do it, I think the answer to it is Palpatine yep. and the Skywalker family themselves. But Palpatine, if 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 Palpatine is back in the flesh, which I think he will be, <laughs> I, you know, he he will literally be a character that has been from one. He was the Phantom Menace, and he's in The Rise of Skywalker. That would be super, super cool. So um, let's see. Let's see how that t- that turns out. Uh, we, that's pretty much like the theme mm-hmm. of the next seven months of podcast <laughs> yeah. at Star Wars sessions, right? So I don't even need to say we're going to be doing a oh a separate episode on that or anything like that. That is just it's it's just great to hear. I can't wait. And again, if if they want to tie it in. Tie it into the Darth Plagueis speech in Revenge of the Sith. Hey, that is completely legitimised. You know, they don't need legitimising, but that then makes the prequels up there, right up there in Please. terms of importance and all that. But all we need then is Palpatine to come to come speeding in on a pod race, you know, screaming yippee, and the prequels will be right up there. But I, I don't know how they're going to tie all nine movies together, but I love the idea that he really is treating it like like you mentioned, from The Phantom Menace to The Rise of Blywalker. It's a nine-film um, saga, not three trilogy, individual trilogies. It's one big story. I'm interested to see how much they lean on the other like, prequels and the original, and how much of the original story. Because he said, JJ said he wants this to feel like a standalone, like, like he wants it to be episode nine, but it's also got to incorporate eight other films, and he's having to juggle that. I'm so excited to see how himself and Chris Terrio and everybody else involved has managed oh. to do that. Oh, dude, me too. Me too. I cannot wait. We're hearing nothing but good news. Yeah, and something else he's managed to talk. I don't know how, but apparently we're gonna this film. We're gonna be seeing the end of the Jedi and the Sith battle as well. So this this, this trilogy has had no Sith in it. Kylo said, "You know, yeah, exactly. let the past die, the Sith, exactly. the Jedi." Snoke's not a Sith. Palps, he's he's the Sith Lord. The only Sith we've had is Darth Vader's helmet, um, which doesn't really count. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. It's got to be. It has to be. It has to be. Je- is Ray Ray Ray's a Jedi? Yep. Right. We we can kind of call it that. That was kind of what it Luke um kind of inferred in in the end of the Last Jedi. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. Let's see. Let's the see. Last Jedi right. versus really, the Last Sith. Palpatine. I'm telling you right now. Palpatine plays into. The Sith oh, bit. Yes. It has to be. It has to be Palpatine. Who else is it going to be? It's so exciting. Count Dooku's coming There's back. There's no one else. Yeah, or Dooku. <laughs> or Dooku. Or more. Yeah, oh, more just doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Honestly. That, again, it's all it's all fantastic news. All fantastic news. Um, I love this one. This is a quality little pointer that JJ said. JJ's been on fire, man. JJ Abrams, our boy. He stated the revenge. Revenge, the revenge of Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker will not be an original trilogy rehash. 
Mm, interesting he said that. Instead, he stated that he's going, he's been influenced by Ryan Johnson and his thought process and storytelling. Whoa. That is such a nice comment. Isn't that the, the nicest thing? I'm so glad I read that. He doesn't have I'm to, so he doesn't have to say that. that. It, which makes me feel like it, it's genuine. And JJ going into For his sure. own mystery box to be cut, to step out of his comfort zone somewhat. It's exciting. Yeah, so cool, so cool, and it's it's nice to hear. Like Ryan is is has inspired JJ Abrams, just like in Ryan's story, Luke Skywalker inspires the galaxy. You know, it's it's really cool. It's really really cool, and you know, the last Jedi wasn't everyone's flavor. You know, but it, it took a lot of risks. That film took risks. And and it provided really when you look at it at its core a fantastic and phenomenal story, very interesting story. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see what JJ has 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 to show us. It's gonna be it's gonna be so spicy. I I think this could be one of my favourite Star Wars films. I'm yeah, he though. said it. There we go. I'm not the even hype kidding. is the speculation's um, there now. We're up the there. Hype, the hype the hype has begun. I'm I kid you not. The hype has begun. There was a it's exciting. I somebody on Twitter. I can't remember the guy's name. I do apologise if you're listening. Please shout out your name. But I laughed a little bit more than I should have done because he simply said, "I don't want to exaggerate, but I think the Rise of Skywalker may be the greatest movie of all time." <laughs> just based on this article, and wow. I was just like, "Yep, yeah, that's it. It's this is the, this is Star Wars, you know." A few pictures in an article, and that's it. We are off, and but and we're going crazy. Well, let's, let's talk yeah. those pictures, man. We're going to talk the pictures, and for those following along, open up the article if you want. We are going uh, in order of how they are printed in the Vanity Fair article and online. So we're going down from the article. So the first one was a like pre-take shot with Ray being ready for a scene. That's taken in the Wadi Rum in Jordan, which. Uh, it's got a name now. It's a new planet. We thought it could be Jakku or Tatooine. Nada. Yeah, it's yeah. Persana. It's Persana. Persana. Is this going to yeah. be the planet where the entire saga's concluded? That I don't even know if that's even the third act of the film, but the, the photo itself could be anything. It might be the scene that opened the teaser trailer. Um, and JJ, JJ's got some quite weird headgear on. Um, what, what he's wearing, but n- nice shot. <laughs> it is it's weird. weird. It's, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like he's just got like a little bit of like fabric and just tied it around <laughs> his head. It's like he's just got out of the shower and he's like put his hair up. He's like, <laughs> it's just like really hot and sunny and stuff. He's like just oh screw this. Oh, I'm hair. just gonna yeah. get. I'm just gonna get this. Boom like that. But no. This this is what I mean though. Look at that picture, man. Honestly, if you're listening and and, you, and you're not like on your desk or driving or something like that, um, look at these pictures with us. Because honestly, the, the the how atmospheric does this yeah. look? And yet, it's a behind the scenes picture, you know. And and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's an absolutely gorgeous photo. Really, really nice to see. And it's great to see Ray with our old um, hairstyle back. Yes. I know we kind of saw that from. The trailer and stuff, but again, what a phenomenal photo! J- I bet JJ Abrams is so proud of this project. I'm just saying that right now because this this looks phenomenal. It looks so good. It, it looks so. Just good. makes me wish I'd done a course in filmmaking just so I could be one of those guys on set, one of the lighting sure. guys, the riggers, the even the caterer who's just there to experience all of this because it just looks incredible. Just as a behind yeah, the scenes sure. shot. Yeah, it's incredible, honestly. And the question is, though, is the dude on the far left, is he picking his nose? Uh, it looks like he's trying to do it subtly. Yeah. But we caught yeah, you, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. That camouflage isn't helping you. Solar Sessions gacha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But then we go to the Vanity Fair covers. Ooh. So these are the cover shots. Um, everyone knows these. We got we got two covers. So I'm going to cover the Kylo cover, right? It's an unmasked Kylo. So we, we know from the trailer that, that Kylo has his helmet back or repaired, right, with the mm-hmm. red glue, as everyone's calling it, right? Yeah. Whenever we've seen Kylo, he's always unmasked, yeah. right? So in the trailer, unmasked. On the cover of Vanity Fair, he's unmasked. He's rocking his cool scar again, and he, he's looking in the distance. And we can see that pink sky in the background. It, it, it looks so good. It looks so good. It's a but, bit darker, isn't it, that sky? And what this confirms, there's someone else on an alternative cover, isn't there, Matt? There is. It's it's my girl, my favourite. It's Ray, and she's uh, she's also looking up into the distance. The sky behind behind her is mm. somewhat lighter. Put the two covers together, though. They're side they're side yeah. by side in the same location. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? It is it's really interesting. But Ray and, looks and like I'm a still... boss on the on the cover. I've got to say. Yeah, they they both look incredible, and and what I love about this is that this is their story. Yeah, this is right. I don't think that I don't think Ray is the main character, and I actually don't think she has been. I think this has always been a story of duality, a story of two people coming together to 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 end the Skywalker Scott saga. Now, how that happens, I don't know, but I've been thinking about it this past week, okay. right? And and it makes a lot of sense. This idea, this concept that it takes two people. To, to bring down a, an, a, an ancient evil, right? Yeah. We know uh, Palpatine, I don't know. I, I think this just kind of confirms that way of thinking. I mean, you know, this this is just early days, obviously. And we're, we're not going to know till December. But this this is, I don't know, it's pretty convincing to me that this is something to do with duality. I think you're right. This, there's, there's not because think about it, right? And in the other issues, we've always had uh, a, like a light and a dark theme and stuff like that. And I can't help but think this has been the thing, one of the many things, or one of the main themes of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, right? yeah, I, no, yeah. Just imagine that. It's got to be right. It's got to be. I think you you are right because it's true because the story hasn't just been about the, the hero's journey it's also been about no. the conflicted baddie the conflicted villain we're meant to believe Carlo's a villain but we're not entirely sure that he believes he is the villain he might try and say I am a monster but he's pulled to the light more often than not and it's just, it's their story yes you could argue it's an ensemble but Finn and the, and the rest and Poe they are the supporting characters in this They're, their stories kind of fill out they help build a foundation but Right, yeah, Ray and Kylo are that their stories are going to come to a head together. It's not going; to, they're not going to be individually tied up. Their story is intertwined. So, however, if, however, one of them ends, their, their their story thread ends, the other will with it. Whether that's positive, negative, light, dark, survive, die, yeah. they yeah. are intertwined yeah. now. And, and we know a hell of a lot about our main villain. Yeah. We, 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 you think about it. Think about the prequel trilogy and think about the original trilogy. You know, compare Kylo to to uh, Vader and um, Maul, Dooku, Grievous, and oh, the uh, the abundance of right. We we know a hell of a lot about Kylo Ren for just two films. So 
yeah, it's just something to think about. I'm sure we'll 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 continue to dwell on that <laughs> as tasty. the weeks come. Um, but then going on from Kylo Ren and Ray, but Kylo Ren, we also got our first official proper delicious Speaking of and tasty. spicy. Oh, mate. Mate, this this is a tasty look. Oh, boys, the Knights of Ren. <laughs> How about that picture, Matt? That is How incredible. How about that picture? It looks so good. These boys, these are the boys we have been waiting for. One of the first things that I have I've noticed is these the weapons on these guys, <laughs> right? One of the dudes that like, has this gut like blaster gun like attached to his arm, right on the far left. His arm the is other a gun. dude has. Yeah. Honestly, the other dude has like a sword that is like something straight out of Final Fantasy, <laughs> right? And then, and then they they all have like really unusual weapons. They look now, vicious. They do look vicious. Have any of these boys got like lightsabers? Do you know? Can you see? I'm I'm zooming in and I'm looking. None and of I'm, them do. I'm not sure if I can make head or tail of it. Yet. None of them do, but that kind of brings a question up. That apparently Carlo took some of his some of Luke's students and with him, which we can assume are the Knights of Ren. So if they yeah. are at Luke's school, surely they were force sensitive. Would that mean the Knights of Ren are force sensitive? Can they can they wield a lightsaber, or were they just you know at early stages of force progression or whatever you call it? Yeah, it's, it raises a lot of questions. Maybe some of the guys in the background, like if, if you've seen the, in the far back, there are guys with like masks on yeah. and stuff. Maybe they have lightsabers or something. But for the, for the time being, it looks like they're kind of like these massive Japanese anime-esque swords. Um, but one thing that I really, really thought was cool, and this was pointed out by a, a YouTube video I saw, mm-hmm. is the, the main dude with the back to us, yeah, yeah. right, in, in, on the foreground, he has this like, axe thing, and that axe is on display uh, in Dryden, um, Dryden Voss? Yeah, yeah. Dryden Voss's, um, like, display room. Yacht, whatever it's called, yeah. In, so, in his yacht, yeah, in Solo, a Star Wars story. It's like the same That's axe. incredible. That's like 40 years after Isn't that, that film. is crazy? Yeah. That's just like really. I mean, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, especially if it's like dark side related or something. Yeah, yeah. That kind of goes along with this idea that these guys were obsessed with like the the um, antiques of the dark side and so on and so forth. That's a but, keen eye to spot that as well. Yeah, I, I, he's a super super keen eye. It's a proper nice little um, nice little little touch. Um, but yeah, these these guys look phenomenal. They must have they? been hot on set. JJ's there with a hoodie on and shorts, looking like he's just come back from a little little stroll in the desert, a little hike in the woods. These guys must have been Actually, boiling in those suits. That's the first thing I noticed was they're all in black helmets, capes, heavy gear. The no, sun right? is burning behind them, but my and it means oh. and it and it gives us it gives us a whole new meaning to the scenes we briefly saw in the episode nine trailer. These guys because are we there. now know. We know, there we go. We know these guys. We know the Knights of Ren are there, and the Vanity Fair front cover. Yeah, they're both on the desert planet. Yep. Kylo Ren is on the desert planet as well. We all know Kusama. these guys are all on that planet. Is there going to be a now showdown between the Knights of Ren and the Resistance? Or no clue. I, I don't even know. I couldn't even say for sure. Well, like if this is at the beginning or the end or the middle. And the reason I say that is because I I remember from the Star Wars Celebration panel. Yeah, that in well the episode nine panel at Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. JJ said 
the at the beginning of the film there's the tropical planet yeah the jungle-like planet right he says oh yeah this takes place at the beginning of the film whatever so so it's not at the beginning this desert planet isn't like them all gang together at the beginning unless he I don't know, unless he means like maybe the jungle planet's like the second planet or something. Maybe, maybe is it? I, I mean, know. if you look back at the trailers for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, they do show quite a bit of the, not a lot, but I mean, they do show elements of the f- the third act, which is kind of like the, you know, the, the business end of the film. So they haven't been yeah. scared of showing like their main, the ending to the film, if you will. So there's nothing to say that this actually isn't in the middle of the film, but I wouldn't be surprised if this massive showdown was actually at the end of the film. Um, and they're just, just oh, giving really? it. It may or may not be because I mean, again, we don't know anything about the story. But if it's going to be the water when the wars, just imagine everybody just convenes on this planet. You've got the Knights of Ren, the Resistance, anyone else who they've managed to draw on. This could be incredible. Oh, it looks and you so can cut good. some serious cheese with that knife. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can for cut sure. some brie with for that. Sure. You can, you, no, you can cut some serious steak <laughs> yeah. with that. Oh man, <laughs> yes. Serve that to me, JJ. They've got well, that, that picture's probably garnered some of the most anticipation. But next up, we've got the wonderfully um, named Zori Bliss, uh, who's Kerry Russell's character, who was um, mooted in those pictures we mentioned a few weeks ago on the show. She looks mm-hmm. awesome. What a shade of purple and gold. She's just it, it, she's on the snow, this snowy planet of Kajimi in something called the Thieves' Quarter. She's a bounty hunter. She hangs around with fellow fellow oh, assassins. But what I like, the helmet looks like something straight out of Enfys Nest wardrobe. If you look at it, that's a proper Cloud Rider helmet. Not saying it's Enfys Nest helmet or anything like that, but it looks very similar. Um, Kerry Russell, was a, I, I like Kerry Russell as an actress. She looks, you know, she looks proper boss here. I think, I love the colour. That sort of dark purple and the gold. Oh. The guns look expensive. And I'm interested to see the Kajimi has a kind of Eastern influence to it as well. So, um, and they did mention an, a snow, a snowy planet or a snow dusted planet in these rumours we've heard about. So may or not, may not have been Kajimi, but I'm expecting either some carnage to happen or for Kerry Russell's character to be of someone of extreme importance and not like Boba Fett to be eaten by a, being the Sarlacc pit. I think she's going to have a pivotal role, maybe not the biggest, but I think oh, sorry, Bliss is going to be a big player. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm thinking along the similar lines, man, because I mean firstly, your your comment on the outfit. I mean, the outfit looks unbelievable. Yeah. It's really really cool, really different, but it still looks like real Star Warsy to me. I'd wear and it. It looks modern Star Warsy. Looks like an outfit um that would be uh you know, would, that would suit the sequel trilogy yeah. era. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now that there is something for me. This is this geeky man, but like <laughs> the background and stuff looks like something straight out of an Elder Scrolls game. It looks like something straight out of Skyrim, nice. or something. Good show. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've ever played those games. I know of them. Like no, I know them. But it, but it's it looks so cool, and I wonder if this is uh the, the this is probably the place in in the trailer where there's that ship, the ship that looks like the one that Ray's parents yeah, yeah. fly off. Right? Um, that ship, the the jumper or whatever it's called. Or, oh no, I don't know if we do know. I'm not sure what it's called actually. If anyone out there, tell us no. what that ship's called. Yeah, plug us, plug us. Um, but yeah, I think, I think when that that uh, ship is flying into that planet, I think this is that is this planet. And I also think when you think about it, there's that scene where Kylo takes down either one of the Knights of Ren <laughs> or. 
or the resistance trooper. Uh, again, a week and a bit ago, I was convinced it was a resistance trooper. Now, not so sure. I'm not so sure of that. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, he, he's taking down that trooper, and it's and it's in. It's on a it's on a snowy planet. Yeah, big reddish so, background, but yeah, snowy planet. Yeah. So what's going on there? We don't know. I hope she's not another phasma. I hope she has something substantial to do. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. I mean, we've we've had a lot of like. In the sequel trilogy, it seems like there are a few characters that were kind of like a, a little throwaway um, or could have been played by a different character. Rose even comes to mind. You know, Leave I always... Alone. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We have, we have different opinions on this, <laughs> yeah. right? But in my opinion, it should have been Poe and Finn going on a, that adventure and, and Canto bite, you know. Um, I kind of get why Rose was there, but I'm, I'm, and on why Poe had to stay for the sake of the story. But you could have wrote something different. But anyway, that's my opinion, and I'm not a filmmaker. Um, but, <laughs> uh, and also DJ in the Last Jedi. I thought DJ was again a bit of a throwaway character. It felt I, I, I got his purpose, but you know maybe there could have been. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, but I it, see it what just you're feels. Saying, yeah. And again, you've mentioned Phasma already. It just feels. How can I say this in a nice way? A little cheap. Seems like they're cheap characters. Throw they're away, yeah. There. yeah, there we go. There we go. So, so, but other than that, I think this is one of the best stooms, costumes I've seen <laughs> in the sequel trilogy so far that ain't a major character. I for know. sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that takes us into our next image. That is, of course, of General Hux and... What's his name, Matt? Allegiant General Blyde. Allegiant General Pride. Yeah, that's it. Blyde. Sorry. Yeah, Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I knew you were going to say that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's Pride. Um, Pride and Hux. They're obviously in, in a uh, Star Destroyer, First Order Star Destroyer. Kylo Ren's apparently. Um, they're looking all moody and stuff. They're looking good. They're looking good. There's, like there's an there's 18th not... synth pop album cover here. <laughs> It it does. It's Star Wars style. But um, do you know what? Let's. I'm going to make one of those. Let's make an '80s album cover with these two boys Sith on it. Pop. Would you reckon? I'm up for that. I think I'd also like to recreate that one day. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You and I. Okay. Who, who's going to sit down and who's going to stand up? Uh, we'll, Who do you think? We'll have to. We'll have to see who can pout the best. Okay. Okay. They are. There is a little bit of pouting going on there, isn't <laughs> there's it? Some, there's some shade being thrown there. Hux is pouting, just <laughs> as is Squidgeny. Bless him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It looks. It looks really cool. I mean, there's not a ton to take away from this, apart from obviously um, General Pride. Or what is it, Commander or General? He's the Allegiant General. Allegiant General. Sorry, yeah. Like Allegiant General. Loyalty, that's, how, that's what we're all going to call him, right? Allegiant General. Um, pride. Um, but yeah, so it's it's great to see the, the, the guys playing him who, again, remind me of his name. Uh, Richard Sorry. E. Grant. That's it. There, there were tons of rumours and speculation about what this guy, um, who this guy was going to be playing. So it's, it's, it's really cool to actually kind of have that confirmed now. But yeah, the the guys look awesome. Yeah, Hux looks more like the Force Awakens Hux here. He looks like he means business and isn't going to be do, um, taking your mum jokes from Poe or being bitten on the hand by a rose in a deleted scene. He looks. Let's hope so. Yeah, he looks like space Nazi, space Nazi Hux again. And I hate that deleted scene you just mentioned. Yeah, even, oh. as much as I like the character of Rose, I'm so glad Ryan Johnson 
realised actually I'm not that that wasn't funny whatsoever. But if you look at um, Pride or uh, Gen- Allegiant General Blyde, Pride, his uniform is different to Huxley's. It's completely different. It's sort of like a kimono type thing going on. It is. So it is different, isn't it? And Allegiant kind it, of means it, it is like the head, it's like the height of loyalty or something like that. I don't know. So if his job, I don't know if his job is to ensure people's loyalty to the First Order or if he's got that position because of his loyalty. Anything with Richard E. Grant in. Just, I love Richard E. Grant. And anyone who didn't see Can You Ever Forgive Me, which came out in the UK this year, uh, USA late last year, he is incredible in that film. And, uh, he, he was my late tip for the Best Supporting Academy Award uh, winner. He was fantastic in that film, like, magnetically good. Uh, and I'm so glad to see him in the galaxy far, far away. And I know how excited he is to be in it. So good British actor and... As as is Donald Gleeson, of course, uh, Irish actor. So I'm excited. It's a it's a good pick. Doesn't give much away, but it it gives you know it shows Hux is back to being a bit more of a boss now. It's 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 really good to see, and I'm I'm really hoping for a more serious Hux, um, like the one we saw in in Force Awakens. You got that spot on. Yeah. Now now, what's up next, man? Next next couple of pictures are not really much going on in them, but. Yeah, we're going down uh, chronologically. Next one is another kind of pre-take shot. It looks like it's before the speeder chase we see in the trailer. Where with um in the trailer we see C-3PO, Finn, and Poe getting shot at and attacked by what looks like rocket troopers. We also now know that Ray is in that scene somewhere. It's on Persona again. It's Chewie, Ray, C-3PO, and Finn all together, um, standing by that speeder. Uh, a guy in an impressive-looking pair of shorts is leaning back at an impossible angle. I don't know if he's getting the lighting or just testing the camera angles on that, but not an awful lot going on, but it shows that the, the gang, uh, minus Poe, but we know he's in that scene, are, are, are back together. So, And it also kind of, to me, confirms that 3PO is, is having a big, big part in this film because he's with the main gang in a lot of these scenes. Yes, yeah, he, he's, on this, he's on this adventure with the main gang and also it, it's super nice to see Chewie's with them too. Yeah. Yeah, Chewie's with them too, um, and and they obviously there's that little um, vehicle. Well, we keep seeing the vehicles in in a lot of different angles um, here in the in the background and stuff. Um, there's there's some really cool details, and it, these I, I keep, keep like looking at these photos and and looking in the background to see if there's anything, any little details and stuff. But on this mm-hmm. image, right. I want you to do me a favour, Matt, and, and everyone at home who has, um, who's looking with the pictures, along with the pictures with us, can you zoom in on the background, right? So you see the videographers, or, yep. or there's a guy, there's a guy like pulling the, the the thing, right? Yep. And then there's the dude with the hat. You see behind the dude with the hat, the white hat, there's this like transporter or something. It looks like the sort of transporter that carries um, droids. Like Trade Federation droids. That's true, actually. Do you know what I mean? Like it looks like when they're all something, and I don't bunched up, and then they unclip and unfold themselves. Yeah, yeah. there we, yeah, there we go, spot on. And it doesn't look <laughs> like it's attached to that vehicle. No, that doesn't that is, that triangular vehicle? Does it? It looks like it's a separate thing. And I don't know. I wonder. I'm trying to look at all of those, and a lot of these things, a lot of these pictures are. Kind of like we've yeah. we've seen them already. They're they're just behind the scenes photos. There's a lot of dudes just in the background doing their thing, oh, and the actors yeah. kind of like standing about and stuff. But there's a few details in these photos that really do, I think, tell Another they tell story. A, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder. I maybe wonder. I'm probably I'm I'm probably 
Yeah, no, I'm probably wrong. This is part <laughs> of the fun, though. Up. All we need to know is that guy, <laughs> in, the, that guy in the shorts was... and that guy in the hat. If they're both called Roger, Roger and Roger there, we know. But there's, yeah. there's the hint. <laughs> Roger and Roger. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Roger and Roger. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, <laughs> that's a good point, watch. though. It's the whole, it's, it's, this is the fun. Is like, yeah. uh, dissecting every sort of pixel we can. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's, like you said, dude, it's so good seeing C-3PO uh, in, in in these photos. And and we know he's in it. He's going to be definitely on this planet because on our next photo, we got C-3PO, obviously, uh, maybe a little bit too hot oh, in, in, the, in, the, in the desert um, with BB-8 next to him. Um, he's obviously, again, he's got an umbrella on top of him being supported by some dudes around him. Um, and, well, and a lady. Um, but... How cool is that photo, man? And and I love that BBH just there, like looking up at him, like, oh, it's so good. It's a right throwback to it's the 1977 so photo because there's one in uh, Tunisia on Tatooine, which is pretty similar of Anthony Daniels in the suit with an umbrella. So 40 odd years later, nothing changes. Anything, but no, no R2D2 on the picture. No, there isn't any R two D two, but oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll come back to that conversation we are. because there's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll leave it on that. We'll leave <laughs> yeah. it on that. One. There's not there's not much else to that picture. It's grand picture. And it's the sort of picture you I, I would get printed and hung up on my wall. Um, did I really hear that? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but there we go. She's, there she's we go. Googling there it we go. now so, for you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> the next picture, dude. This is oh fire. This picture is Finn oh and Janna. Naomi Aki's character, Janna. They are. Oh, dude. Man, this looks so this good. This looks like medieval Star Wars. They're riding orbacks, which are these kind of oh, tusked horses of some sort. Against and and the um the caption is against the mechanized forces of the First Order. So that's is that the ATAT attacks? Is that a uh, ATST? Is that the droids? Uh, battle droids Roger Rogers maybe or is it something we haven't seen before Janna's got a bow which just looks awesome it looks to be the same planet which we see the Death Star remains on it may or may not be but it looks to be the same but Finn yeah. Finn, Finn Finn's found his place now he's he's in the resistance he's a big deal it's just something about it like the contrast between the colours of the Orbacks how cool the two uh, Finn and Janna look even their costumes look eerily similar it's the way she's leaning back with that bow Again, I really hope she has some development and a lot to do in this film because they're not saying an awful lot about her character. They're keeping that under wraps, but this picture... Look at the sky behind me. This picture looks awesome. It looks so good. That looks like Mandalorian, actually. Look at the Orbach's face. It looks like the Mandalorian's... Symbol thing, the logo, yeah, 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 yeah. The the flags like on Maz's castle, the and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, it does. You can definitely see the a a similarity, but in the in the uh, design, maybe that's what it's based on. We don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised actually. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, But yeah, this photo looks so good, so good. And it, do you know what? This is going to be something like really soft. Me saying, (laughs) some people (laughs) might think. But um, it's really nice to see. I've spoken uh, to my missus about this. Obviously, my missus is mixed race. Um, she's um, half uh, black Jamaican, half white British. And she has the most beautiful, big, like curly hair. And I, I was saying to her, like, after the Skywalker, tra- Rise of Skywalker trailer and stuff like this, and even after this picture, I asked, like, how good is it to see, like, someone in a film in like not just like an indie film or anything like this like a Huge big film 
blockbuster film and someone has like big curly hair in it. And she was like, yes, it's so cool. She said, you don't, you have like no clue how good, how how nice that feels. And I I suppose it's something probably you and I take for granted a little bit, but it's true. It looks so sick. It looks so good. And, and do you know what, even regardless of that, regardless of skin and stuff like that and background and hair and whatnot, this photo I think is straight up. One of my favorite photos from this set. It looks like a painting, man. It looks incredible. I, I, this photo just grows on me and grows on me. I cannot wait to see this scene. And I hope Jana sticks around. I hope she's like with the crew for kind of like most of the adventure at least. Yeah, I hope she um, isn't Lando's daughter or Finn's sister or anything silly like that. I just want them to be, I want it to be a standalone boss character. Yeah, me too. And I think the way they even hinted at it as Star Wars Celebration, where like, um, Naomi Aki, who plays Janna, was like, well, you know, Lando was a busy guy. I think he, you know, the fact that they even asked kind of that. threw her stuff, under the bus no, with that one, yeah. Nah, it can't be true. It can't be true. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Phenomenal picture. Definitely awesome one picture. of my favourites. But but talking of favourites, Matt. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I think this one is a... Ah... <sighs> <laughs> uh, Kylo and Ray, Kylo and Ray on what we what is probably most likely the remains of the Death Star fighting question mark are they fighting are they battling I don't know but the the I mean this has got to be one of the most beautiful still pictures of a Star Wars film like press release with I mean help me out here man say it, you're going to say phenomenal. it it looks one of the best we've seen. Some people are saying, is it the Millennium Falcon is upside down in the water? Why, why it could be. Because we know the Falcon, well, Ooh. the TFA concept footage had the Falcon going underwater. But they're also saying that, why couldn't it be the Falcon? Because it kind of looks quite flat. Oh, true. Yes. Which then also means, are they, why, what's happened to the Falcon? Has the Falcon gone down? Or is it just happened to be floating and they're fighting on it? Either way, it's awesome. If, and if they're fighting on top of the Death Star remains, how how much does that tie everything together? That you know, the Death Star is a symbol of the Empire, and these two are just you know, are they? But then it almost looks like someone's been like photoshopped out between them. Are they? Is there someone actually there? Yeah, I've I've heard a few people say this, and quite I'm thin, not but... convinced. There there are some people that are like convinced that this is edited and stuff, and I'm like. I, I'm not convinced either way. I'm not I'm not hand on heart saying that it's like not edited or anything mm-hmm. like that. And if you kinda look, it looks like it could be edited. There is like there is like a little smudgy area, but maybe again that could be my imagination. Yeah. Because you know, there are some people like, Oh yeah, they're not looking at each other and it's like, no, come on, mate. You can if it's they a, are if it's a mid fight shot, you they, don't have to be looking at each other, yeah. Right, exactly, and there. If you if you think about where the lightsabers are going to go as well, I think it could be in a way where they're going to meet each other. Confirmation that the fight is on, though, potentially. Oh, the fight. oh for sure. It's it's just great to see like a red and blue lightsaber battling out yeah. in this sort of. I mean, how good does this picture? Oh, exactly <laughs> against each other as well, and not not against Praetorian Guard, which is a wicked scene. But they're going to be going at each other. Scenes. One of the best scenes. Uh, but this looks in like... hammering down rain atop whatever it is, a Falcon, a Death Star, or something else, and they're just going hammering tongs. I mean, 
Man, it, again, who knows? That may not. This may not even be there. This could be at the beginning of the film, for we know. Yeah, I doubt it is. But you know, well, I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say this is definitely the Death Star remains. And the the reason I'm saying that, right? You you think about the the pitch we just saw, right? Mm-hmm. On, on which is probably the planet that the Death Star crashed into. The clouds are super, super, super dark, and then you know, like ten minutes later, it's raining on the Death Star, right? I I don't know. I've, it's got to be done on the, on the Death Star. Yeah, or I something, think it is. Right? But that blue and hue that... with the lightsaber is beautiful. Sorry, and that but... begs the is is absolutely stunning, man. But that begs the question, you know, like is this going to be at the end of the film? And I'm going to say I don't think I it don't is. Think it is. I don't think they give the ending no, of the I film. Think it is. I and I I wonder if the end of the film, if we if we even see the planet that's going to be at the end of the film, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep that under wraps. I hope they do. I I I don't like being spoiled, but I certainly don't. But yeah, you know, I don't mind little tidbits like this. I love seeing this, but I don't want to see anything sure. that which directly shows anything towards it to where when we come out of the screen we think oh that was that scene from the tray oh we kind of knew it all along i want them to hold everything back from the end yeah totally i don't agree, want any palpatine totally in the trailers agree. anymore i want to wait oh i don't know that that oh let's see let's see never say never man never say that never. is a let's wicked see. picture though phenomenal picture Phenomenal. Another cool picture coming up though, and it is literally like the, the couple of the king, the kings of cool, have come together. It's the one in the cockpit of the Falcon, sort of a, a reminiscent of the Force Awakens uh, lead-off picture of um, Han, Ray, Finn, BB-8, Chewie, and the Falcon. This time we get Oscar Isaac looking smoulderingly handsome, um, a bit like me and my younger years, <laughs> uh, but more like Luke now. Uh, we've got Lando, Lando in the cockpit of the Falcon. Chewie behind him, BB-8 leaning round. You've got Dio also leaning round to check out um, what's going on. Lando's flying the Falcon. Lando's wearing his Donald Glover solo outfit with a lovely Love black that. and teal cape. And it's just, you know, it's the Falcon, man. It's the guys back together in the Falcon. It's like a boss. It does, isn't it? It's just, oh, both of them. I and mean, whoever did Poe Dameron's wardrobe deserves a raise because he looks awesome in this film. He looks so he looks good. looks so cool. But hey, it's, it's the Falcon again. Hey, look, there's L three in the corner there. We get to see a bit more Dio. We get to see Lando. It's yeah. a great picture. Lando's what 80, 84, 82 years old. So Billy D, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. He's still rocking it. Yeah, he looks fantastic. I love the photo of him here. He 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 looks really good. He's, it's just it's just so nice to see the generations just coming together yeah, man it's so on. nice it's so nice and the falcon there you know the falcon is a character it's just amazing to see that and again you know I don't mean to bring this back up again but like there are people this week going to be riding the millennium falcon at disneyland california so how cool is that you, if you can get something like that could, could you ever imagine that happening in your life? No, not as, right? even not to the detail I, that I, thing's I, been I made. Can't. No, 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 not at all. It looks so, so good. So there we go. There we go. There's that, and obviously BBN their background looking sweet as anything. I'm still yet to be sold by our little Dio. Still yet to be uh, sold. Yeah, but... See what he's got to do in the film, but uh, he looks like a hairdryer on wheels. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm echoing that thought. Um, <laughs> anyway, that takes us on to our next picture. We're back on our sand planet of remind me again, Persana. Persana. I, yeah, I need to keep that in my head. It doesn't. Persona, 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 Persona. Right. Okay. We have <laughs> the lovely Aki Aki people, which are, from what we know uh, about from the article, 
Um, they're the native people of Persana, the Yaki Yaki. Um, great to see practical effects again. How good? How good do these guys look? How colourful do they look, man? Yellow, yeah, green, it, it, uh, yellow, orange, pinks, reds. Reminds me very much of Jeddah. Yeah, it's like Rogue One, proper reminiscent, it, isn't it? Very reminiscent of Rogue One, and like it almost feels like Persona. Is it a like a somewhat spiritual planet? Does it have any ties to to the Jedi or the Sith or the Force in general from a more mystical per- perspective? We we don't know. I, I I was always I always crack up at this picture because there's just like a dude in the background, like. <laughs> yeah. In like some like Primark Get t-shirt, out of the shot. Yeah. and he's just like in the background. Oh, you can you can see these guys obviously all posing for their photo and yeah. stuff like that. And there's that guy in the background like just doing his stuff. Looks like he's on a DJ deck I'm or something. Looking like at that. the same, he does look like he's in the he's in the wrong profession. There, sorry, dude. You feel like Honestly. Or something. <laughs> honestly, honestly, but no. Again, another phenomenal picture. Yeah, really, really played good. by the locals, the Jordanian locals as well, which is pretty cool because all of Jordan. Like the the king of Jordan, the local um, the local towns and cities, everybody got involved in this uh, venture in the filmmaking. So um, it's good to see that obviously they got the locals on board as well. So um, yeah, really probably so helped, probably helped the the uh, filmmaking of Jordan out and the the economy out an awful lot. So yeah, well done Lucasfilm for that. But yeah, they look colourful. I'm looking forward to see what they have to do in the film if anything. But they certainly look cool. Someone else that looks cool. We've got two more to go. This is one of the things mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to most out of The Rise of Blywalker. We've got a shot of John Williams composing. It's not the London Symphony Orchestra anymore, but these guys know what they're doing. They can certainly fiddle a violin. And in the background, you've got Leia on the jungle planet, just in the background of the shot. I'm so excited to see what John Williams gives us for the final ever score. We, there are oh, yeah. there are songs which we haven't heard yet, which we can't imagine, which we can't begin to envisage, but... They're out there now. Magical moments which are going to stick with us. We're going to listen to for the next 40 years. They're being done now. And this picture is just magic happening. And hats off to John Williams. But this is one of the things I'm so excited to see. And it's just great to see the maestro in good health. And those guys are so lucky to be working with him. But not much to glean from it. But it's just a great picture of the man himself. I I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there, man. Like... I think it's really an emotional picture because you've got Leia in the background. Like, they knew what they were doing (laughs) here when they posted this picture, right? But it goes to show the effort that goes into these films, the love and dedication and effort that goes into these films because this this is going to be probably a very emotional and special scene. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's great to see. Just out of interest, though, I didn't know about that it wasn't, the London Philharmonic. Who, who's replacing? I want the to London? say like the San Francisco or something like that. Um, but they, oh, but the really? London, yeah, the London haven't they haven't done the sequel trilogy at all. So it's John Williams and I think it's San Fran again. This is just off my head about without fact checking that. It's but yeah, it's some ah. sort of West Coast orchestra. But heck, they're not doing a bad job. No, they're not doing a bad job at all. I didn't even know that. That and as, well, as a Brit, it's somewhat a shame. Yeah. But I didn't even notice, anyways. But so <laughs> it don't matter, does it really? And it doesn't matter. In a galaxy far, far away, none of that stuff of matters. Um, but yeah, phenomenal picture, phenomenal picture. Uh, but that leads us, I think, to probably, dare I say, the most interesting Ambiguous. picture of the lot. 
Yeah, perfect word for it. Perfect word for it. It's Luke and R2-D2. Mark <laughs> Hamill looks so good here. He looks fantastic. <laughs> yes. There are a few notes to take away from this, right? The fire, There's a fire in the background. Um, most people have, uh, from what I've seen on the old interwebs, have, have immediately thought, ah, it's Luke's Jedi temple burning down. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. Go on. Hair. Yep. Hair. Beard. Different haircut. Different haircut. Different beard. Luke is is older, right? This could be a flashback, or it could be that he, he, he would be a force ghost, right? Now, I'm I'm not so sure it is a force ghost. The reason I say that is because why would R2-D2 <laughs> be standing with a ghost, so yeah. close? There we go. There we go. So it kind of implies that it's going to be physical, right? So that means, is this going to be a flashback? Or, to put it simply, is Luke Skywalker not really gone? Oh, that's massive. It... it... This is it's, they know exactly what they're doing putting this in there. It's shocking. Could that be Octo? This <sighs> could it be Octo? I mean, why would it? What? I don't know. Only because there's grass. No, no, it can't. It can't be. It can't be Octo because R two. Why would R two D two be there at a time? <sighs> because think about it, right? Why would the fire be there? And why? Where is R two right? B this whole time? There we go. Oh, we know that it, during the Force Awakens era, right? When Luke left and, and before, R2 was in, in, in the uh, resistance base on Dakar, yep. right? And then during The Last Jedi, we know exactly where R2 is every step of the way, right? He ends up on Acto. But at what point in The Last Jedi was there a fire and, and, and a chance for Luke to stand with, with R2, R2 and you? vice versa? He only has that scene right? in the Falcon, doesn't he? At what time? Yeah. So for me... This has to be a pre-Force Awakens, <laughs> right? Right, flashback. Maybe just before Luke is Luke is escaping or running away to Acto, right? And we're getting a little bit more meaning behind that. Or Luke is alive. It, it's one of the two. Or or Luke is resurrected. Well, that would be a big, big statement for JJ to make. I don't know. I don't know. But this photo is confusing as hell. They know exactly what they're doing putting like, this in it, there, man. It is, it is super They're mean. They're confusing. evil, these guys are. And we've had a few days to process this and think about this. And I, I, I still, I'm still not convinced of what it means and stuff like that. I, and, and all I know is that I've looked at this and, and I've not actually spoken to anyone who has like a sound argument or sound reasoning. Everyone's yet. got a different but, argument or theory. I don't think that's definitely not Force Ghost, Luke, because for the reasons that you've said, why would R2 just decide to hang around with a ghost for the rest of his life? Doesn't really, for the rest of his joint existence. Doesn't really make much sense. Uh, I hope it's not like the um, Bob Cratchit thing where you have the ghosts of past and all that come back and that um, to tell the story. It, I can't imagine they've just taken the blue hue off him either. I can't. I can't wrap my head around what's going on with that. It's, no, I can't either. It's mate. the most interesting I, of I all of them. I really can't. I really, really, really can't. And I and I, and I keep thinking about what JJ talks about and what he's saying and stuff. I'm trying to tie it in. But, dude, this is classic J.J. Abrams yeah, and the, the mystery, mystery I'm just glad to see R2 back as well. But this is 
this is classic. I mean, who knows? We may go to the film, and this this may not be anywhere near the film. It could just be a picture they've thrown out for us. But would they would they just throw out a picture which has no meaning to the film or relevance? I'd hope not, no. because it's so exciting and generated so no. much buzz. No, this this is on purpose. This is on purpose. This is to get us to go crazy. They they know what they're doing, man. They've got they've got Palpatine on the trailer, and then at the end of the Vanity Fair issue, we got Luke Skywalker standing there, like with no context <laughs> or anything like that, and we don't know what the hell either of them mean, right? This is on purpose, and I could not be more excited. They've done it, so the podcasters like Star Wars sessions can just oh. speculate for the next seven months, and you know what we're gonna do. We're going to speculate for the next seven months, but I mean, on, we wanted to know what you guys thought. The best damn listeners in the galaxy. We wanted to know what you thought of the article and the images. So we asked a question simply, what did you think? On Twitter, we had Canon Junkie, at Canon, Junkie Canon. He simply gift, mind blown. Straight up, straight up. Couldn't agree with you more, mate. We have our lovely lady from the Ukraine, Old Iranian Prose. Sorry, I was going to say princess. Old Iranian Rose. Royalty. Um yeah, still royalty, still royalty. It's hard not to be super excited for what is coming in December. Everything JJ said eased any concerns that I had nagging in the back of my brain about him ending the trilogy and the Skywalker saga. I hope it will be everything we hope for and oh. more. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I'm kind of – I'm leaning with you there. I didn't have a load of doubts in my mind. I had a few. I still have a few. You know, everyone should have at least a couple doubts yeah. going into any and film they've, they, they've never seen before. And that's kind of half the fun anyway. Um, but yeah, fantastic comment. Couldn't agree more. Shout out to Rose for being awesome. Uh, top man Eric McGilvery on Twitter simply said, I'll just say space horses. Nuff said. Dab. Yes, yeah. Eric. Couldn't agree more, mate. Top Couldn't top agree top. more. Um Bespin, Tabana, Gas, Milner's Union, Local, 1138 or 1138 says. I'm glad I got through that. Anyway, they said some of the images are stellar and the energy from the cast is infectious. It gives me hope to read that JJ was inspired by Ryan Johnson and his approach. Yeah, I mean, we've already mentioned that. And I think that's a really lovely point to take away from this. Really, really cool. And I think we're going to get some more uh, risky and, and dare I say, original storytelling. And that's not to say any um, storytelling beforehand has been unoriginal, but I think we're going to get a few surprises. That's that's basically the gist of what JJ said. I love the use of That's how I'm interpreting well. No, I think you're right. And the energy is there. The energy is palpable. You can feel it coming off the pictures. Oh, for sure. Speaking of which, Johnny uh, from My Star Wars Life there, top man, Johnny Orm, uh, said some amazing pictures, excitement levels rising, but I'm trying not to look too much into them because they're all set up and not steals from the film. I remember my disappointment when this didn't happen in The Phantom Menace, this being the image of Obi-Wan and Maul fighting slash dancing in the desert. Mm, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Keep your expectations in check, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And I was, I always think about the Rogue One trailers, man. Like most of what we saw in the trailers, I never <laughs> happened. Feel, yeah. So, yeah, I, I always take the marketing with a, with a grain of salt. But I think Episode Nine, I think there's going to be a lot more. There, there's a lot more people involved in this, and I think they're they're really working on tying tying everything up in in a perfect way. They need they need to smash yeah. it. 
they need to and smash I it. They will. Um, I I have a feeling they will, especially just after the trailer and after these images, and and what JJ and the way JJ and Kathy are talking about it. You know, it's oozing confidence. <laughs> it's oozing appeal. There's no two ways about it. Anyway, another friend of the show, Katie120 on Twitter. Katie said, those pictures look awesome. We are finally getting some Knights of Ren. Poe in the Falcon with Lando just screams cool. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Katie. I I, I think the Knights of Ren, just, see, just seeing them in the flesh, is it's almost surreal. They look brutal. It's almost they they look absolutely incredible. I, I can't wait to see them. And, and Poe and Lando just look so sick. They, yeah, the Knights of Ren look like a bunch of Babadooks, and I don't want to be messing with them. But Poe and the Falcon, that's a, pertinent, that's a great point, actually, <laughs> Poe and the Falcon. We haven't seen it other than yeah. at the end of The Last Jedi. I haven't seen him in the in the Falcon. So, yeah, um, and anything Billy D does is cool. He's in, in that picture. He's almost looking to say, I know you're looking at Oscar. But I'm the original here. So, um, yeah, good shout. Good shout. Club Star Wars on Twitter commented, the Luke photo is an unused one from the Vanity Fair shoot two years ago, which is something we didn't mention, but it's going out there. I'm wondering why they would use an old shot of Luke. The cynical part of me says he's only there for promo purposes. And what Club Star Wars is referring to is the positioning, essentially, of Luke's hand and robe is nearly identical to uh, the shot from Vanity Fair from two years ago. Um, But, of course, we've got... Different hair, different beards. So people are. Some people are saying that it's just a recycled shot with an essentially a new head, and others are saying it's a new picture which has been posed like that. But is it there for promo? We've just mentioned it. Is, is that it, is that is that for definite? Is that confirmed? Nothing's been confirmed. I mean, there are side by side comparisons of the photographs, and yes, they do look very similar. But again, is it a promo? Purpose we just mentioned. Is it promo? Has it just been thrown in just to tease people and send them mad? I'm not so sure. Maybe they have mocked it up in a, to be a similar looking photo, but it is actually a still from the film or, or, or uh, relating to something in the film. But is it, is it, it, I spoke to Club Star Wars about this and we both agreed, as myself and Master Blywalk have, that it's interesting, the fact that they use it at all, regardless of how mm-hmm. similar it is. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's in there is, is interesting. Mm. Yeah. That is, that is interesting. I think, though, they're, they're probably using a lot of new, like, old concepts or uh, quote-unquote original concepts for um, The Force Awakens just in Episode Nine. That's kind of like the, what I'm getting from yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. But that's interesting. I, I'm going to look into that a bit more after the podcast, I think, and, and maybe speak about that another time because I wasn't aware of that. But I still think what we, what we said stands. Yeah, I agree. For sure. So we, so we actually got some more comments that weren't so um, fond of the pictures. We got Taxi Driver said, after The Last Jedi, everything is ruined. Mic drop. <laughs> My, okay. All right, Taxi Driver. No, okay, well, fair Fair-dose, enough. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? Um, not that it has anything to do with these photos. Anyway, Journeyman121 simply said, looks unremarkable. Mm, okay, fair enough. Mike Sidious said that my decision to boycott the movie and related merchandise was a good one. Like Abrams, I'll go with my gut instincts on this one. Thanks for saving me a few grand, JJ. I mean, grand. Money to how much, much, man. How much? I don't, I don't spend that much stuff on, like, anything apart from bills, <laughs> rent, insurance, and stuff yeah, like and that. and a Coke at Who Galaxy's Edge, thousand? maybe. But... Mate, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a few thousand land about, mate, 
Get in touch with us. We'll hook you up with some exclusive Star Wars Sessions merch. Yeah, absolutely. Right, straight up. You can be the only man in the world that has man, woman, whatever, who has um, the, this this specific line of merch. But stay tuned on Star Wars Sessions merch. You might hear a bit more about that in the coming Ooh. months. But I'll, I, won't, I won't say anything more on that one. Anyway, we're, we're going to go over to uh, what Rogue Jedi Rich commented. And he said, would have liked to have seen the Knights of Ren in the trailer before seeing them on a set photo. Could have added a lot more hype to them. I can understand that sentiment, actually. I, I, I kind of get that. I don't necessarily ag- agree with it because there, there was a lot to fit into that trailer. Um, and, and don't forget, I mean, that was just the teaser yeah. trailer. We've still got the full trailer to come out later on in the year and, and lots of other trailers building up to to the actual film release. Um, which I'm sure is going to have Knights of Ren in. We haven't seen them moving um, yet or anything like that. This, this is the hype. This is starting yeah. to hype off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and they know what they're doing there. They're teasing us. Yeah. They're teasing exactly. us. So, yeah, do you know, I'll let them off there. But I, do you know what? I totally understand your thought process. And joking aside, they're, they're, everyone has a right to not feel impressed and not like yeah. the, the, these photos, the trailer, or even the sequel trilogy, you know? This is a Star Wars podcast for everyone, and we, we get that. Just bear, just bear in mind that, for the most part, Matt and I are pro-Disney-era Star Wars. Like I love Disney-era Star Wars. Sequel trilogy, the spinoffs, I think, personally, are some of the best stories we've had since the original trilogy. And But do you know what? It doesn't really matter. We're, we're just here, and we're shooting the galactic breeze. We're having a chit-chat, and everyone has has a has a valid opinion really um but yeah on instagram what did we get just a couple of galactic geezers shooting that breeze Uh, on instagram all star wars fans top man top woman uh said this has got me so excited fair dues straight up yeah 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 straight up we have another regular listener the kelly hoston absolute legend said love them knights of ran Ray and Kylo having lovers fight <laughs> in the rain. Well, a bit like the notebook kind of, but like the reverse. Is it a lovers fight though? I don't I look know. Look at the exclamation mark, and I'm thinking it may be sarcasm, but um, <coughs> just having a tiff about what yeah, to have for dinner. I... Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, I, I think that that is probably one of the most striking pictures. The one, the one of Ray and Kylo in the rain. It, it looks so it's proper good. concept so art good. beauty as well. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe Raylo. Or maybe that is him having a lover's tiff. Maybe that is it. Uh, maybe they're about to walk down the aisle. Uh, Andy Monza again. Nice of Ren at last. Yes, at last. Yes, spot on, Andy. Spot on. So good to see. We have my good friend, Josh Glover, J Glover Art. First of all, check out Josh's art. His his so his stuff is so so good. Yeah, he says that it's gorgeous. These these photos are gorgeous. Yeah. I, I think that's the perfect word to use. Oh, I was saying they were just yeah, gorgeous. Just sweeping they, and pretty. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that we can thank Annie Leibovitz for, but equally, we should be thanking ILM, Lucasfilm Arts Department, J.J. Abrams, all these people that that do such amazing bits of work for these films. Every detail is thought of, and and I love that. I love that. You've hit the nail on the head there. Uh, Jay Glaverart, thank you for interacting on Twitter as well. It's always a lot of fun. Speaking of cool, the boss lady, Genevieve Therese Remy. I love the second shot so much. 
it feels like a return to Star Wars fantasy roots. That's in regards to Finn and Janna on the Orbacks. And you're not alone there, Genevieve. That is one of the most talked uh, about totally photographs. And it does feel more fantasy as well, with those, with those sort of weird like, you know, space horses and um, the bow, oh, yeah. kind of bow and arrow type thing. And even like the, the landscape, the dark clouds, the grass, it all feels otherworldly somewhat. And yeah, that's one of the photographs which a lot of people are picking up on. So uh, yeah, good shout, Genevieve. Yeah, good As shout, ever. good shout. And then we got the absolute legend, Ben Cook, 44. He said that last, uh, that last shot, oh my, wow, regarding Luke and R2. Is this from the film or movie? Why is Luke with R2-D2? He never saw him in The Force Awakens and only at the end of The Last Jedi as a Force projection, hashtag Luke is alive. There it is. There it is. Ben, I'm not sure, but I think there's definitely some logic in your answer, man. I was just spilling a similar argument a second ago, and I can't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could definitely be right. (laughs) So much, isn't it? And that is crazy to think. That is absolutely mental to think. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, and, good, and what I love about Ben is he's sent, uh, he's he's slid into our galactic DMs on Instagram, and he backs his arguments and stories up. So Ben, if you're listening, jump into the DMs, hit uh, Master Blywalker up, and you too, I want to see exchanging Luke R two hashtag Lucas Life theories because that will make my evening. I'll get the popcorn in, guys. Right, <laughs> um, Balloon official, simple. What we've said, nothing to add to this. Awesome cinematography. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, looks incredible. Looks incredible. And then uh, to just end that off, we have uh, Fila or Fila Sophia eighty two. Where's Kylo's mask? That's what you asked at the good beginning. Question. Of the show, yeah, yeah I, I asked that earlier. That's a really good question. Um, I wonder. No clue. No clue. It's not. It's not been not been seen in any of those pictures. So I wonder where that is. Thank you so much for that, guys. The best damn listeners in the galaxy. I'll say it again. So before we run on to socials and a special segment. Just top line then, in a sentence, the article revelations of photos, would, well, we know the answer. What did you think? You want me to You want me to use one word? Let's do it. It's one word, yeah. Skywalker-tastical. <laughs> I was just going to say awesome, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Go on, you, now, now you say it. Oh, um, what can we say? Um, Three. Falcontastic. Oh, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that every day. Falcontastic. Policious. Policious. Yeah. I can't hear. Brilliant. Um. Oh, now we're now, now we're veering off now. But no, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, before it gets too bad. Before it gets too cringy. Let's move yeah. on. Parisianerific. Um. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for your thoughts on there, and I hope you enjoyed what we had to say about that. But trust me, we could go on for hours about this, and you know what? We're only going to go on more in the next few months. Time for session socials where. We speak to you guys or little segments we come in. Just one little one here. Following a question on last week's show from Lazarus Die on the uh, Cantina Forum, Star Wars Newsnet. We put it to you. Is the Falcon going to survive episode 9, The Rise of Blywalker? Twitter, 70% said yes. 30% said no, it's going down. Mm-hmm. Instagram, 85% said yes. 15% said no. A couple of comments to back it up. Canon Junkie on Twitter said, don't touch my Falcon. And Brand Fee commented, Brand Fee, yes, Lando's finally getting his shit back. 
Don't touch my falcon. That's so good. I love that bit. Um, on Instagram, Star Wars underscore cards, KitKat495, Daniel Goddard, and Alice from Force Toast Podcast all thought the falcon is going down in the rise of mm. Skywalker. Heathens, all of you. Filth. Pure filth. The lot of you. Yeah, thank you. And also thank you to the Force Toast Pod for really plugging our podcast on Twitter. Girls, it means the world to us and keep up the awesome work on your own pod, of which I am a keen listener. But before we move on to an ace special segment, which Master Blind Walker himself is going to introduce shortly, we received a, a last minute voice message from the Lord of Western Penna, a rural farm boy himself, Anthony. So DJ, spin it. I do, Maddie Luke, Star Wars Sessions. I'm going to go and call on some other listeners like me, like Katie. Miss Katie and Johnny Orm and hoping on Star Wars decks. He's a neighbor to me. I don't know nearly how near or far, but as I'm making this message on United States Memorial Day, I seen he doesn't give Star Wars sessions some new art. So I'm thinking maybe coming up in the future, I can see decks. I can see some of your art on a goodly many Star Wars podcasts. So Holy Force. What a past few days this been, huh? Started back this past Thursday, May 23rd, when them Resistance Broadcast crew asked us to go take that hashtag that they made up, make Solo 2 happen, and run it around. And did we ever. And if you've seen the show on YouTube that they did day after, saying they weren't nearly expecting it to be what all we made it, because that's really what our fandom does. And it happened again. Three days later, or two days later, on Saturday, Star Wars Day, not May the 4th, Star Wars Day, May 25th. Weren't that a great lot of fun in that Twitterverse and other places? Because we do same thing we done on Thursday with hashtag makes Solo 2 happen, which is still happening. Let's keep that conveyor train a-moving. So somewhere in the midst of that, then Vanity Fair went and let out a whole big long article and a bunch of photographs. One more than the rest of them has been getting some light put to it with that Mandalore battle axe, what was seen in Dryden Voss's yacht. And now here it turns up 40 plus some years later. And folks is talking about that. And this here day today, there's a rumor going running around concerning why we got to do this raise parentage because that not what it's going to be so let's just go put that down and walk away from it because it not going to work it's not how lucasfilm tells star wars stories so that'll be the end of that so let's see what other kind of name maddie comes up for luke's last name what kind of iteration I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's already been played on the show. So I'm looking forward to you in my playlist when the show comes out. And all of us Star Wars fans, may, all, may the force be with all of you. I'll see you on the radio. Anthony, you are always welcome on our show. You are a true gentleman. Thank you. Yeah, a few points there. Our new yeah. animation from Star Wars Dextrous on Twitter. We love it. Um, I'll quickly run through the bullet points as well. Makes, the hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen. It was bigger than expected and I agree with Anthony keep it going keep hashtagging it he also mentioned the Mandalore battle axe from Blyden Voss's yacht which is now yeah news by the Knights of Ren like you said about 40 years later what's the significance of that 
also interestingly mentioned, and this is a topic for another show, so I'm not going to dive too much into this, but Ray's lineage rumours, a rumour going out about Ray's lineage. Anthony, as we know, is he's not buying it. This is not how Lucasfilm tells their story. It's about Ray and being the daughter of somebody we know out there. Um, and he's also interested in what I came up with for Luke's name, as we know, Allegiant General Blyde this this week. So um, thank you again. Yeah, I mean, that Mandalorian battle axe we've mentioned, that that is... <laughs> interesting as to why they've just bought that in but it's a nice little easter egg for those who like it's canon. so good yeah. it's so good but i just want to say and i think your voice best i love every yeah. single interaction we get but dude your your voice messages make my day mate honestly thank you so much for sending them in and supporting the show you are an absolute legend keep sending them in and i promised i'd send out a question to you anthony but this one goes out to the entire fandom we had a show a question last week it was what makes star wars so special to you why do you keep coming back to it i have thrown this out to you the session squad out there the listeners hit us up what makes star wars so good for you you're listening to a podcast you must like it Anthony and the rest of the Star Wars Sessions fans, or just Star Wars fans, why do you guys keep coming back to Star Wars? What is it that keeps dragging you in? So that is from me to you. Let us know what you think. I'm interested to know why uh, you guys love Star Wars as much as you do and as much as we do. But as promised, uh, Master Blywalker has something kind of special for us now. Yeah, we've got a special little segment coming up. It's pretty naughty. Um, <laughs> the weekend's not not the weekend just gone, but the weekend before that, I went down uh, to not Essex. I know we we run our show on the Essex Vulcan, but we actually took a trip down, or me, me and my missus took a trip down to Margate, lovely seaside town in northeast Kent. Um, and I got to catch up with one of my dear dear friends, Isaac Pevy. Contributes a lot to the show. Absolute legend. Now, the, the, let me give you some background knowledge. Isaac is a Disney geek he knows everything about disney everything that's worth knowing isaac probably knows it about disney right he knows his stuff and a couple of weeks ago we had a show and we were talking about the mandalorian and disney plus and whether it was going to be um released in the uk at the same time as the us anyway isaac i just want to plug his podcast in. he does an epic podcast called the hyperion gazette um that's spelled h y p e R-I-O-N Gazette, the Hyperion Gazette. Um, he's on Spotify. He's on a lot of other platforms too. Give him a listen for all things Disney. Well worth your time if you're in for it, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but basically, I spoke to Matt about the Mandalore, or I spoke to <laughs> Isaac more like. <laughs> now who's going mental? I think I need my bedtime. Uh, I definitely need my bedtime. Let's hear what Isaac and I have got to say. I'm here with my good friend, Isaac Pevy. We've heard him on the show before. Isaac, say hello. Hello. How, well, now, give us give us a sound, which is... Oh. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. That's naughty. Oh. We're going to be talking a bit of uh, Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. Now, what you guys <laughs> don't know is that Isaac is... A big Disney geek. Isaac, tell us how much you love Disney and your knowledge of Disney. Um, yeah, I'm a, a big fan, I suppose. Um, plug, plug, plug. Oh, yeah, I do actually have my own podcast, which I haven't updated for. I made the mistake. So you guys, you have your podcast and it's just two blokes talking. And that's must be really nice because after you finish <laughs> talking, you can kind of just put it out to the world. Um I decided I wanted to make a podcast that was like stupidly 
like had way too much effort put into it. Like, I had to like cut interviews up and insert them and put sounds in, um, which meant I'd probably spent hours on a podcast that was about ten minutes long. So as such, I've not put anything out for a little while. But I'm very proud of what's there at the moment. Yeah, it's good. It's I'm, really good. I'm planning on 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 coming back. With something. I've got a I've got a season lined up. So we know that you're a big Disney guy. You have a lot of Disney knowledge, and we know that the Mandalorian and a lot of other Star Wars content is going to be coming to the Disney Plus app. Absolutely. Right? So, first and foremost, obviously, we're, we're not Americans. We don't um, we don't normally have the pleasure of accessing stuff as early as the Americans, always. No, but, no. Na- but nowadays... We've been the- pretty lucky with the Star Wars stuff. I for think. sure. For sure. And like that, in, in, when, the, when the films come out, we get them like a day early. Yeah, we get, I'm we pretty get sure we've always got them on time as well, even going back to prequels. I don't remember for sure. having to wait. For sure, but then for um, like this modern content, right? Yeah. And, I, and I used this in a previous podcast as, a, as an example. Strange things, massive show, yeah. big deal. Yeah. And around the world, everyone gets it. As far as I'm aware, we get it at the same time in the UK as, as the US. Netflix is very good at, at just pushing the show out right. as it comes out. And, and this is where the question comes. It's been brought up and it's been discussed by many people, and we still don't have any official date on when disney plus is actually coming to the uk and i'm pretty sure the rest of the world and europe and i just wanted to know your thoughts on that being a disney guy what what where's your headspace at so i don't know if you know this there's actually a streaming service over here at the moment called disney life have you heard of disney Life? i heard of it and i remembered i remembered it but only when you mentioned it after our last show so disney life is it's basically the more I think about Disney Life, the more I think it was probably a pilot for Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. So on Disney Life, you basically pay five quid a month. Okay. And you get a, a va- not all of the Disney films, but a vast majority of them. There's very rare. It's basically the newer stuff that isn't on there. But you can watch Rebels on there. Right. Uh, Resistance is on there. Wow. Um, okay. The Clone Wars has just gone on there. Wow, but it's still pretty much centered at family entertainment. They've got other stuff on there, like they've got National Treasure on there, of course, and they've got of some. Course. Of course, mate. <laughs> don't get me started. That's, <laughs> National Treasure. That's another podcast, legend of mate. a film. Incredible. Yeah, Nick Cage, Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> uh, but they also have other stuff from like uh, Touchstone, which was an offshoot of the Disney Company. I remember point. Touchstone. Yeah. Um, they've got they've got a lot of films on there, and um, I, yeah, I honestly think it was probably some sort of pilot for Disney because I can't see a world where Disney Life exists and Disney Plus exists. Now, no, Disney Life is sense. exclusive to our country. Is it really? The Americans do not have Disney Life. Um, it's exclusively a UK service. Okay. What? Yeah. Now, see, so many people don't know this. So many people like UK listeners to Star Wars Sessions. I'm pretty sure I have no clue about this. The Americans, American listeners, have nothing to worry about. They're getting it November 15th, I think it is, yeah. or, or November 12th, one of those. Yeah. Whereas for us, this has been a real worrying point. Now, if I'm honest, I really don't think you need to worry. Okay. I honestly don't think you need to worry. Because one, we'll either get Disney Plus when it comes out. Right. Um, or we won't. However, <laughs> I think no. I'm fairly. I, look, I I would be shocked if Disney did not 
give you a way of um of watching the Mandalorian yeah. when it came out. I yeah. would I would be sure. It's not like Europe, UK, rest of the world, Australia, New Zealand, so many countries where you can you can literally put out the show without any editing, just in English, right? That's such a big market. Exactly. And I don't see why Disney would want the, to miss out on that. I think the only reason they've not announced Disney Plus, okay, you gotta think about what they've got. So in America, they own all of the Fox stuff. Yeah. Um this comes to another thing that we've chatted about before because Disney is just it's done a, it's done like under Bob Iger, the uh, current CEO, who's apparently leaving in a few years, but he said that before. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um they've basically become a company that acquires IP more than creates it. Um, and they've acquired in since Bob Iger they acquired the first thing he did he'd been in, he'd been leader of the company for a week or something something two weeks on there it was wasn't a very long time don't quote me on it um, but he acquired Pixar yeah and that kind of just started that started people forget that Pixar they were going to go elsewhere yeah the idea of Pixar not being with Disney is like ludicrous now but they were going to go elsewhere to, yeah to get to distribute but he bought them he bought Marvel um, and he bought Star Wars. He's just bought Fox. Now it's <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? And he's like that's like that's entertainment in general. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um so yeah. what you gotta remember is a lot of these um companies he's buying, they've made deals with people before. Now when uh, for licensing and stuff. Sure. So an example of this is uh they bought Marvel and Marvel's is huge, really. Um if you look at Marvel, that's probably where undoubtedly that's where Disney also wants Star Wars to be yeah in terms of success yeah. now I love Star you know me I'm a Star Wars fan we went to Celebration together um, but the fact is it doesn't have the it it's doesn't seem it's not the same it's not Marvel you can't treat it like Marvel you can't treat it like Marvel and no. I think I feel like Lucasfilm only now I'm starting to understand that. Or, yeah. or new Lucasfilm, or Disney. I, I'm not sure who pulls the strings on this sort of thing. But Kathleen came out and I'm said, thinking it's Kathleen Kennedy that, that is pulling the strings, if I'm honest. Because yeah. the Marvel stuff is all led by Kevin Feige. Right. And Kevin Feige is complete control over it in the same way that Kathleen Kennedy is. I'm fairly sure Disney will have a pretty hands-off approach. They let these guys do what they do well. Right. But they will obviously come in and... So th- this is kind of what... Bo- we're going off on a tangent, but it kind of bothers me when a I see... A beautiful tangent. It kind of bothers me when I see, oh, Disney are ruining Star Wars. It's n- that's rubbish. It, it bothers me because I don't think Disney are doing that much <laughs> with Star Wars, if that makes sense. Like, Bob Iger isn't sitting in a room watching I, each cut of a Star Wars film and deciding what should and shouldn't I be in it. I wholeheartedly agree. You know? as, long as, the, as long as Lucasfilm is bringing back money... And bringing back a re- like money because they they invested four billion US mm-hmm. dollars into a, a, a franchise. They want to they want to see some return. You understand that? We all understand that, obviously. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're there to make money. Companies are there to make money. There are people's jobs on the lines. But you watch the Last Jedi, yeah. Yeah, I think we can agree. It's a fairly experimental Star Wars. For film, sure, for right? sure, well, yeah, for sure. One of the most. Yeah, if not. See, so I don't think on one hand you can say. Disney aren't letting Lucasfilm do what they want and they're trying to make them play safe. And then the next breath also say, well, The Last Jedi was rubbish because it strayed too far from what Star Wars was. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So anyway. It's too experimental. Yeah, it's, it's, like, experimental. it's like pick your argument and stick with it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Anyway, that's a tangent. Let's go out. They made, they made, with Marvel, 
And they bought Marvel. Marvel had made a whole load of deals beforehand, before Disney bought them, which is why Spider-Man's only recently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. Because if we're honest, well, who in their right mind would have started the MCU of Iron Man? Iron Man, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, in hindsight, it's, it's a great idea. But, but, but at, at the, the time, time no, you no, hear no, an no, Iron yeah, Man yeah, film yeah. coming up, you're like, who, the, who is Iron Man? You know? Yeah. Um. So I, so they've only recently got Spidey back. Yeah. They've just got X Men back for a sheer force of will and Fantastic Four. But yep. before then, they couldn't make any. They couldn't make any films with them in it. Yeah. Because they own the rights. Similarly, and we were chatting the other day. Um. You were saying how, oh, they've made a Star Wars land. Where's the Marvel land? And they can't make a Marvel land <laughs> stateside because Universal own all the rights. That's crazy. See, that's that's another thing I didn't know. Yeah. I had the, no clue to you, you know who? Me. So they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy poster in Hollywood Studios, yeah? Right. Um, is it Hollywood Studios or is it Epcot? That's disappointing, isn't it? Don't worry. One of those Disney. two. In, in Disney. Disney World. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. Got, I've got a blank for it. I think it's Hollywood Studios. It would make sense. If not, that's where they should move it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but they're making that because Universal didn't buy the rights to Guardians of the Galaxy because who even heard of Guardians of the Galaxy? Right. Films? Okay. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So they're starting to get more on the California side because I think the deals run out or something. Okay. Um, but in Paris, they're building a Marvel land right now. They're building the Marvel land before they build Galaxy's Edge in Paris. That's crazy. So, yeah, so this is what I mean. They've got all these deals beforehand. To get back to what we actually started talking about, Disney Plus, for, yeah, they can start streaming The Simpsons now in America because they own it. Because that's yep. like one of the things of Disney Plus. Is that oh, that's a big selling point. Even for one me, of the huge for, for me, I'm like, oh, all of The Simpsons yeah. is on there? Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. You I might not have that. that. You might not have that. What? Over here. Because of the licensing deals. Because Fox have made distribution deals with everyone all over the world. So what I'm saying is, what Disney... Again, I can't... It's a multi-billion... I'm not anywhere near qualified to strategize for it. No, 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 no. But they may be working out some deals to figure out what they can actually put on Disney Plus for launch. Because as far as we know, the only original Disney Plus thing we've got at launch is going to be The Mandalorian. Now, you cannot charge people... A streaming service for one show. You can't do it. So you're saying that the reason that maybe we, we've not heard anything isn't it isn't it's not because of the Disney Plus stuff. It's not because of the Disney Plus original stuff like the Mandalorian yeah. or the Marvel shows or anything. It's actually everything else that's going to go with the Disney Plus. It's pure speculation, but yeah, that sounds that makes a lot. Does that make sense? Of sense. That makes. So much sense. So I'm not even in kidding. the US, Bob, I can go. We've got this. We've got this. Got this. He can but make it sound here, like an incredible deal, which they're which char- it is. They're charging six dollars or something. Yeah, they're undercutting. They're undercutting. It's Netflix, incredible. Undercutting it's, Prime. it's stupid aggressive, and it makes you think: What are Apple going to do? Because Apple are currently making all their yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a properly yeah. exciting time. Yeah, in the industry at the moment. Yeah, it's properly exciting. But uh, Disney, as they are, the way they are. I don't think they'd go, oh, yeah, and it'll be available in the UK at launch. And then as soon as they get questions like, well, The Simpsons going to be on it. And they go, well, we don't know at this time. It puts a damper on it. So they're probably, they're probably getting to a point where they can just I mean, it's come got... out of the gate and say, we've sure. got this, we've got and this, we've got this. And that makes sense. I mean, there's got to be a way around it, right? Because, 
I mean, even I'm just thinking of something like Friends, right? I'm a big Friends fan. I love watching Friends. And in the UK, that's on uh, Netflix. And that, that was a big deal when the Friends came on to Netflix. That was a huge deal because for a lot of people like me, I, I, I don't pay for Sky. I don't pay for, like, what do they call that in America? Cable or yeah, something? Yeah, it's cable. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't pay for that. And in the UK, I know it works slightly differently anyway because we have some of our taxes go toward the BBC and our TV license and whatnot. Yeah. Some of our American listeners yeah, t- are like, what? <laughs> a TV license? What? What is that? <laughs> we in, On BBC channels in Britain, there are no adverts. Yeah. There are zero adverts because yeah, we can we watch pay Doctor for Who it. ad-free, mate. Yeah, because we pay for it we in, in for our it. taxes. And no, it's not much, but it's like when we all put it's it together. Pretty, it's a pretty expensive streaming service if you think about it. If you think about it. It's but what, I'm, I'm happy. 14, because 15 quid a month or yeah, something? Uh, but, but you're paying for a... For a I, and... Anyway, anyway, we're we're we're, we're fans of the BBC. Over yeah, we are big fans <laughs> of the BBC. BBC's quality, but also, I mean, it's it's just a thought that like Friends is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Friends is also on Comedy Central on the yeah. UK, and it's also on Channel Five. So there's, there's like got to be saying, a way around it, right? They announced Disney Plus. Like I've, it was, it was really they announced all the details and them having the Simpsons all the Simpsons library on there at launch, it was like weeks after the Fox Do actually closed. It was like weeks. Really? It wasn't very long. Um, so it's, like, again, I haven't got the exact dates in front of me, but it was, I would wager they've not had the time to work all those kinks out yet. Right, okay. I mean, there's, there's a question, is it, would Disney life as we know it with The Mandalorian and rebrand it to Disney Plus, will that be enough? Probably. It would probably be enough. But they're Disney, they'll want to do better than that. And and when do you think, right, honest question, Mandalorian, Disney Plus, scheduled for that 12th of November yeah. week, whenever it is, that, that mid-November launch, at what point do we start getting worried? At what point, if they don't announce it, at what point, when do we start going, guys, what is going on? No, and that's not that's not to say that's necessarily. I what think I'm if thinking, you don't, I think if you hear nothing by the end of August. So, like after once D twenty three's gone, once like the the height of summer's kind of like out of the way and done. It would, and I, it's not arranged it gets, by like September. If it gets to September and there's no new info, um, we need to start petitioning. Is that what don't, you're saying? don't petition. It's a waste of time. <laughs> you it's good were fun though. Yeah, it's good it fun. Feels good, but it's not nothing. Will come. Look, I like I say, I would be shocked if we live in a world where the original programming it's it's out, and it's very rare that there's an. I mean, the only thing I can think of that is got such a delay between when it's shown in America and when it's shown over here, which is really weird, is Killing Eve. The Killing Eve season. Isn't, Killing Eve happens like six months before us in America. It's properly Isn't bizarre. that a UK? And it's a BBC production. It's that's... it's really weird. What's the thing? Isn't the Crown as well? No, the Crown. Yeah, but the Crown is a Netflix thing. But and it's it's made and produced over here, right? Yeah, but that's out. But then it's a Netflix time. owned. It's... Netflix pump everything out. Amazon pump everything out. Um, the only thing I, the only thing that worries me is that it will be, is that it'll be, it'll be on Sky. <laughs> I would um, be so upset. I'd, I have access to Sky, but re- I'd be so realistically annoyed. that like if I it, that you know Disney have deals with do Sky, that. 
They wouldn't do that, surely. But, I mean, even when I just look at the Hulu stuff, the Hulu stuff that's out in America, that gets optioned by Sky over here. Um, yeah. I don't want to fill everyone with dread, but no, no, no. I but would, it's, that's, I, it's... I, I would be. I think I would. I would wager there are people in Disney right now working their butts off to make sure that they can get it out for Christmas. I was in. Um, I was in Wilco's the other day picking up a uh, picking up a mirror. Nice. Yeah. Classic. Adult in mate. Um, <laughs> picking up a mirror. And there was this wall of gift cards, right? Yeah. And on there, they had Netflix, a 12-month, three-month subscription. They had, um, they had Spotify, 12-month, three-month subscription cards, uh, Amazon Prime, the lot. They had everything. Mm. And I, they, they are so popular as gifts. Yeah, streaming. Now, do you think... It's a, it's a coincidence that Disney Plus is coming out just before the holiday season. No. It can't be, can it? No. So. No, it can't I be. I would wager that Disney is within I'm, their vested interest to make sure. I'm, I, am, I am definitely on the camp that I, I feel like we're going to get it the same week. I feel like if they don't, then... It would be surprising. It, I would be surprised. And it would actually be a big failure... On Disney's part to look after their European audience and rest of the world audience, they'll make they'll make sure the Mandalorian can be streamed worldwide. When the Grand Tour came out first on Amazon, yeah, um, Amazon Prime Video was a thing over here. So I had to make it available over here because uh, Grand Tour was Top Gear. It, like it wasn't really an option, and uh, it was available in America. Um, but they also made other provisions to make sure people in other countries could watch it. Even, with, I didn't know even without a Prime Video subscription. So, The Mandalorian, as you say, they've spent <laughs> it's um, more money than Game of Thrones, which is boggling to me because I showed you a clip of Game of Thrones today and it's insane. So The, produ- the production is Yeah, is it's, insane. it's insane. So, I can't believe they're pumping this much money, the talent they've got involved, and then I've, I, it will, we'll be able to see it. Okay. We'll be able to see it. So, so just... I think that's answered my question, and it's answered everyone's question. I just want to put everyone's mind at ease a little bit. For like, sure, I... because because like the end of the last podcast that we recorded, um, where we were like, I felt where, the where fear some, in some your people, voice. yeah, right, and I think a lot of people could because there were some people reporting and messaging us. Matt seemed to think that, uh, well, I don't know actually if Matt did or or if someone else did. Um, they were like, no, it's going to be like April, March, twenty twenty, Disney Plus launch. Mandalorian. Like, I was like, like I no say, way is like anyone going to wait Disney, to watch Disney Plus m- as we know it in America may, may launch then. Yeah, but that's the important Disney thing to will take not want their, their original programming. They will. I I would be so surprised if they did not do their level best. Yeah, to get it for, out there for everyone to watch for sure. They spent okay. so much money on it. Exactly, and 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 that's it. I think that answers a lot of my concerns. I hopefully it answers a lot of our British and European yeah. uh, listeners' concerns. Um, if, because if, I mean, if it's not over here, legitimately, there are there are lorries. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. but right. We want to we I'd want r- to support r- it exactly. I want to support. I want Just to as a Disney I fan. The idea. <laughs> I want the shiny new Disney thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> of course want, you do. I want the Disney Plus. But I'm, it's not just the Star Wars stuff. There's 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 Marvel stuff on there that's coming. Yeah, I'm not. I, again, I'm not a Marvel super fan, but 
bit. Give it a go. I care a lot about. I I care way too much about what a conglomerate does, to be honest. Like Disney, but <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I think Whether so. the Mandalorian will be fine is another question. That's that, we'll and that is, <laughs> and that's a conversation with Isaac for another day. <laughs> right. No, just for the record, I'm looking forward to it. But I, yeah, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's it from us here in beautiful Margate, Kent. I'm going to hand it back to Matt and Luke, but in the present. Bye bye. Bye bye. Back to the present. What a brilliant segment that was. I I listened to this just before, uh, not long before doing the show, and the insight. It's just great to see some insight about the inner machinations or the kind of what uh, more of an uh, insight to Disney and what they're thinking. And um, I'm actually subscribed to Disney Life. Um, I have it on my tablet for various reasons. But that was a that was a really really interesting segment. And yeah, thank you so much to Isaac for giving his time, but also to sharing his intellectual thoughts rather than me prattling on for example but yeah guys that was awesome yeah thank you so much man it was it was great talking to isaac about that there was there were some fantastic details and and just just things that naturally because we're, we're not as clued up on that sort of thing that mm. that he really like just shed a light on um so i'm i'm pretty confident we're going to be getting the mandalorian at the same time as the rest of the world now so i i think the panic is a little bit over but like they said if we don't hear anything by like late summer mm. august september time that's when i'm going to start panicking so watch this space yeah. i think the licensing deals i think they're gonna they could be the hold up whether that's conjecture or not i think they will get around the table and sort that out even if it's you can stream it on your computer rather than the app yeah, it, Star Wars is a different beast to the MCU, absolutely. Star Wars is a huge deal in the United States, so that's why it's got uh, precedence there. But we're, we're, I think we're going to get it. But if we haven't heard by September, like Isaac said, yeah, start panicking. You also mentioned the BBC. Might have something to say about those guys coming up soon. But yeah, what a, that was a really good uh, segment. And I look forward to hopefully hearing some more from Isaac and Disney Plus going forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I think... After that lovely segment and our, and our little guest on there, thank you again, Isaac Pevy, absolute ledge. Um, that takes us through to our next favourite segment, Ooh, right? Yes, we're going from our weekly segment. We're going from underscore Pevy to Canon Character Spotlight. You know it, you love it. If you don't know it, you're going to. Me and Luke get uh, assigned a random number which corresponds to a random character in Canon. And I mean literally random. It could be anyone from any of the materials or medium out there. Um, so we shine a light on them. So it could be one of the big boys or it could be somebody you've never heard of who sweeps the floors in resistance. So Luke, who did you get for this week? Well, I got the brilliant Adiana Caton. Of course. Adiana, of course. Who else? I got Adiana Caton, a female who served as the pilot of the Corvus, a Raider 2 class Corvette used by Inferno Squad during the Galactic Civil War. Uh, Weston Morrow was Caton's co-pilot. When Iden Versio and Del Mico defected from the Empire after witnessing Operation Cinder, a plan devised by the Emperor Palpatine to ensure that the Empire and its enemies did not outlive him should he ever perish and involved devastating several Imperial planets a few weeks following the Battle of Endor. Adiana stayed loyal to her comrades and allowed a number of fleeing civilians aboard the Corvus in accordance with Iden's wishes before fleeing Vardos and the Empire. Notable appearances, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad novel. 
big up Adiana. She's also mentioned in the game, I think, as well, very briefly. Uh, yeah, I think she is. I think she is. And uh, I got Sarko Plank, also known as a scavenger. He's a male Melito who made a living off of retrieving valuable artifacts for clients while also displaying a sadistic side in luring individuals to their death in the process, like a mini Vader. Shortly after the Battle of the Avin, Plank guided Jedi in training Luke Skywalker to the Temple of Edit on the planet of Deveron, hoping to use the Jedi to unlock the temple, which Plank believed harboured a considerable amount of treasures in its sublevels. Plank, Plank, revealed his true intentions to Luke after the latter outlived his usefulness and brandished an electro staff against the Jedi trainee atop the temple. Luke fought back with his father's lightsaber and cast Plank into the depth of the temple, though Luke sensed Plank's continued survival through the Force. Plank was later active as far as 30 years after the Battle of Endor, where he had relocated to the planet of Jakku, escaping or possibly hiding from the enemies he'd made over his dubious career. There, Plank established himself as an arms dealer and a bounty hunter in Nima Outpost. Notable appearances, The Force Awakens and The Weapon of a Jedi novel. No Vader killing, but Sarko Plank oh, was nefarious. No, no Vader killing. Yeah, we, we'll try and get one next week. Maybe next week. Maybe it's next week. It's all random, week. but Maybe we will try week. and pray to the Force that we can do. Uh, we're going to end off now with uh, with a poem from the man himself, the Star Wars Stashers Poet Laureate, Curtis Smith, uh, all the way over there in Americaville. This one's called Merchandising, and it's a lot of fun. Merchandising. Nesting on Octu in the cold... Cute seal-birds are ever so bold. Don't eat us, you plead. Your ship has all we need. Disney smiles to think five billion sold. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Thank you again for that, Curtis. I think I know we've I've had a lot of messages saying how much people enjoy the poem as a little end. So thank you very much. And also thank you for plugging us wherever you do go. Um, your support means the world. So yeah, great words. Uh, keep it up, mate. Yeah, that's it. Great job, mate. I, I love hearing your stuff. You are phenomenal. But I, it's great to see like the listeners loving it too. It, it's all banner. It's all love. It's all great. It's all spice, as Luke may say. Uh, well, it's all castle sorry, spice. It's all castle spice, yes. This has been an absolute bumper episode, but that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But you know what? The fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world or the galaxy find us, Master Blywalker? Well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session with no S at the end on Twitter. They can also slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. So that's at Star Wars Sessions with an S on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or a message or an email, whatever, to our email address at sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatched.co.uk tonight.co.uk Yep, we are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podcoin, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, anywhere in, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast. And if you love our show, please do leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your pods because it helps us out more than you know. Yeah, absolutely. And please, please, please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your wife, tell your cousin. Maybe your cousin and wife are the same person. The more, the merrier. <laughs> tell your hamster, why not? This is the podcast you're looking for. So, 
until next time, until next week, from me, it's Sia, and from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Club.